This storm will kill you. Look, look, look! I'm telling you! You know what I mean, folks? But if rich people aren't looking out for us, who is? It makes no difference which one of us you vote for. Either way, your planet is doomed. You're listening to the Our Take Podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know, all the way till the end. It was white. And I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the forehead and... Uh, it was really hard to cut it off. And Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions. And I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. This is the Our Take Podcast. From Scary Parrot Media Studios in Ogden, Utah, it's the Our Take Podcast, episode 127. I'm Brian. I'm Spencer. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is May the 29th on this day in history. Ola Sugan. Abasanjo wins Nigeria's first free election in 16 years in 1999. Wow. The former Nigerian army general and military ruler oversaw a democratization process that defines the country's political system to the present day. Hope I said your name right. And tomorrow is Memorial Day. And uh, last year I remember discussing how people in Utah here go and... Go to the lake? No, they go to the, the, the funeral, the... <laughs> The cemetery? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Wait, why did you bring that up? Because they go put flowers on everyone's graves, but it's supposed to be for veterans who have died in battle or died in, in war. That's true. I remember talking about this. But it's then fine. We, but then we discussed there's a Veterans Day. Yeah, but that's, that's for, for living, veterans, living, living veterans. veterans, or all veterans. This is specifically for people who died in service of their country, but they go and put flowers on... On Grandma Joe, who never shot a gun in her life. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter. You, I can't. Joe. I can't be mad at you for <laughs> celebrating your your loved one's life. But I'm just saying, think about a past military person while you're there. Think about a. Think about a. Yeah, a, a dead veteran. Jeez. Well, I mean, that, what? I know. Uh, that's, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's not just a dead veteran. It's someone who died in service of their country. Oh, okay. I see. I see what you're saying. There should be a word for that. Is there a word for that? Dead veteran. No, I don't know. <laughs> like a fallen. There probably is. Oh well, yeah. A, don't make, uh, not a veteran who died otherwise. Someone who was serving in the military when the what when they died or they died because gold of their star st- in the gold star family or something. I can't remember. Yeah, man. I think you're right. I don't know. Uh, anyway, huh. on this day in history also. what There's got to be a word for that, right? There has to be. Okay. Uh, Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Norgay conquer Mount Everest in 1953. The first successful ascent of the world's highest mountain came after Tom Bertolone and Charles Evans had come within 100 meters of the summit just three days before. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, dude. <laughs> Oh, can you imagine? A hundred meters, and you're like, no, we're going to die. And then three days later, you pass the guys. <laughs> you're you're going down, they're coming up. <laughs> What's that family guy? Yeah. When are they going <laughs> to install the elevator? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Speaking of the elevator, no, bad transition. Space I believe elevator. last time you get... Wait. Was my gauntlet built last time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we uh, showed it, though. Oh. For okay. anybody who wants to look on on YouTube, all right, yeah, it's built it. and it's not snapping. It is, it is uh, this particular pose I put it in. It is flipping the middle finger. <laughs> yeah, flipping the middle finger 
post snap. Yeah, would be appropriate. Oh, this yeah. I got this for Spencer for his birthday. Yeah, this and is a pretty fun build. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Pretty cool. I, I can't wait till you get the lighting kit. Oh yeah, I forgot about to that. Light up the. Wonder if you have to stones. like disassemble it and like. <laughs> you have to take the whole thing apart. Oh shit! Oh, you broke it. Thing came off. One of the stones. No, the. Oh, the, it uh, doesn't matter. The placard. I can still snap it without the placard. <laughs> Uh, speaking of snapping and terrible things, uh, so last time we had, we had, was it Josiah? Was yeah. it that long ago? Yeah. So I had just come from the doctor, right? Right. Your back is broken. And I had a Spinal. fracture in my spine and I had developed an ulcer because of all the ibuprofen I'd taken. And I didn't know I had a fracture in my spine that was causing the, anyway, I'm going to a specialist for that because the, uh, anyway, so a few days after that episode, the doctor called me and was like, hey, uh, we got your tests, your blood work back. You have diabetes. Um, Great news over the you phone. You need to come back. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. So add that to my, my list. So it, it is the reversible kind, though. Uh, I just need to stop being so fat and, and out of shape. And I went to a nutritionist. Ah, which, how was that? I don't know. It was fine there, but thinking back on it, I'm angry. <laughs> you know, my so after my dad's pancreatitis, he got diabetes because pancreas isn't working anymore. Right. right. And he went to a dietitian just a few months ago. Like, what is this? Two and a half years after. Uh huh. And he was pissed. Why? At everything that this dietitian told him that his doctor didn't. Oh. About how to how to live with diabetes. Oh yeah, doctors don't tell you yeah. anything. Um. I mean, she gave me a lot of good info, but in hindsight, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to eat anything ever. <laughs> it's kind of upsetting. It's like, do you like oatmeal? I was like, yeah, instant oatmeal. No, 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 no. Just the raw, straight <laughs> You know, She meant oats as a meal. Yeah. Not, not oatmeal. <laughs> Just put some water on it, let it sit overnight. It's literally what she said. Yeah. No, you can't heat it up. Yeah. You can't heat it up. It you can put some the... fruit in there if you want. But yeah. Only... You know. Only weird fruit, though. Do you like beans? Like, uh, sure. Well, you're going to want to eat a lot of beans. <laughs> <laughs> so how has your diet changed? Well, here's the thing. I have been, so I, I went to that nutritionist, and then that very day was a, was a retirement party for someone at work, and it was a potluck. And <laughs> of course. Man, the funeral potatoes somebody brought were just so freaking good. Right. And, and then there were so many leftovers that we had it for lunch the next day. <laughs> and, then, and then I went out of town on a trip for a week, um, and there it was hard. And then as soon as I got back, I had to go on another trip. And so it's finally I, I'm going to go shopping probably tonight or tomorrow and get my beans and my this oats. Is like, it's like it's such great anecdotal evidence of how difficult it really is, though. Right. You know, like it really is hard. Like, let's say you wanted to go on the, on a, on this type of diet, change the way you eat. It should be easier to go out of town but and eat healthy than it is. I looked. Like, I I kind of gave up after the first day because I was like, "There's there's nothing. Right? There's nothing really that I mean. There's things that are maybe slightly better. Yeah. But it's still terrible for you. It's it's hard to find. It's generally more expensive. Right. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it's just every like the 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 bad foods are everywhere, so it's just right. Yeah, it's it's right. really good it's, evidence. It's of, in, it's insane. Yeah. So uh, post all of that, uh, and when I got back from my trip, I have another appointment scheduled, and this has been my favorite appointment so far. 
and it was an MRI for my back. Ah. Have you ever had an MRI? Uh, no, I've had a I've had a CAT scan. So that's what's what is it? What is the diff, What is a CAT scan? A CAT scan is just a really strong X-ray. Oh, okay. So it doesn't have the loud magnets and okay. like <laughs> the MRI. Okay. Has. Well, I they you know they they ask you a bunch of questions and one of them is are you claustrophobic? I'm no, no, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, not if I can move my arms. I this is a kind of this is probably the third worst thing to ever happen to me. <laughs> being in an MRI. Having an too. MRI. Yeah. It was so awful, and I'm fat, and I. I, I blame my doctor for not sending me to the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> was your stomach touching the, the top of the Dude, tube? Yes. I was, I couldn't move, like, it was so tight that, because the, the bottom moves you occasionally. Right. Like, my arms were stuck to the sides. And, oh. Like, oh, oh. and to get out, I was like, wiggling. Like, oh, it was man. so terrible. I was watching a, that reminds me of these TikToks I was watching of, like, uh, spelunking, uh-huh. caving these guys. Oh, I I don't know why I did it. It was like I was flooding a phobia to try and get over it. So I'm watching these and my blood pressure's rising, my pulses. So that's probably what it was like for you. Oh, <laughs> I started thinking about things I had never thought of before. I'm in there and I'm like, oh, this must be what it's like to be buried alive. And I'm like, ah, ah, stop, stop, stop thinking about that. My heart rate's going up. Like, do they talk to you? No. They didn't do, say Let's do freaking loud. Oh, that's true. It is really there, loud. You do have a thing you can squeeze to, to tell for them to like talk a, to abort? you. Like Yeah, well, I don't know. It's, it's just a... A, a, yeah, so they can say, "Hey, you're right." You know, eh. they it should w- give you like a Valium or something. Well, uh, that's what Ethan said after. He's like, "You didn't ask for a Valium." I'm like, "No, I oh, didn't." Really? Freaking no, man. Yeah, I never. I didn't think it was going to be that tight. MRIs are amazing. Sure, I've. They were all. It was. Yeah, I haven't seen the end result. I, I had a neuro professor teach us how they worked. Uh huh. It, it, his the point of his lesson wasn't about the neurology. Uh-huh. It was or the neuroscience. It was about. Uh, like all the different avenues of science that had to come together to build an MRI. Well, they need to come together to build a bigger, less noisy <laughs> <bigger> one. <laughs> <tube>. <laughs> well, they, they, when I left, the guy was like, "You didn't ask for the bigger one. Like, there's a bigger, there's a one? bigger one. What? The? Like, yeah, you should. Doctor should have. What? Your doctor has seen that you're a big fat ass and should have <laughs> <laughs> asked for the bigger one. Oh man, yeah. Like they. I don't know. I don't. I won't. I won't teach you how they work. It's crazy, though. It's yeah. I don't know. It was noisy and terrible, and I fear ever having to do it again. Um, so I had an experience. Okay. I uh, was hanging out with Danny last Thursday, and the next day we went. We went to Jake's over the top. Got a shake. Uh huh. Some drinks. Is this before remember. the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. This is so. This is two. Two Thursdays. Two ago. Thursdays. I ago. guess it has been a while. Um. And the next day, I got the screaming shits, like oh. the worst diarrhea I've ever had. Oh, every like couple hours. See, but I didn't feel sick. It no. was just like oh, I'd, that's the best kind. I'd feel the urge to go, and it would be liquid. Huh. So I don't hate that. No, I don't. I don't mind it because I'd, I'd rather not feel sick. But I mean, it gets everything out. But then you're <laughs> troubled, right? You're troubled. Like, what's going on? Am I going to start feeling sick? You know, mm, yeah. So I text true. Danny. I said, "Hey, are you okay? <laughs> Maybe it was <laughs> Jake's." You know, and he's like, "No, I'm fine." And so I, I, I started to get kind of nauseous towards the end of the day. Uh-huh. I took a bath. Didn't help. Usually that helps. Didn't help. What? Uh, you didn't have any incidents? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. But it gets good. This gets really good. Okay. So that night, I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go to bed. It was like nine thirty or ten. Uh huh. And so I go to bed. And I woke up with what reminded me of the anxiety throw-ups that I have. Okay. Just in my stomach, kind of 
it felt like an, it felt like anxiety. And I'm like, I'm gonna throw up. I really don't want to. It means I have to take my CPAP off. <laughs> you know. And Quinn and Ashley are watching a movie on the couch downstairs. It's still, it's still not that late. Well, you went to bed pretty early. I went to bed pretty early, but I, so I woke up. It was like I don't know, maybe ten thirty or eleven. Uh huh. And I'm like, I'm gonna throw up. So I have to kind of like amp myself up because I don't want to throw up in the hall. Right. So I'm like, I have to get ready, know that I have enough air to like hold my breath if I need <laughs> to. So I kind of quick, quickly, not jog, but quickly walk downstairs. And the reason I go downstairs is because Oliver's asleep, and I didn't want to wake him up with my retching, right? You just wanted your wife, awake <laughs> wife and daughter, to have to hear yeah. it. And I, That's and I really knew, considerate of you. Right. And I knew as I'm walking in, I'm like, if I heave, I'm going to shit my pants. Oh, awesome. so I so I sat on the toilet, which I've I've done often. You definitely should have stayed upstairs, right next to the <laughs> bathtub. So no, I just sat on the toilet and grabbed the garbage can. All right, all right, and I was like, "Here it comes." Because I can tell you that <laughs> having uh, <laughs> having a toilet with a shower in front of it, my last residence it was actually great. Once <laughs> it was really like oh, I should do this more often. <laughs> like it was... right, just goes the right direction. Right. So uh, I heave, and I had I had had a lot of Gatorade. Because I knew I was probably getting dehydrated. So all this Gatorade came out. Right. But the last thing I remember is heaving. And then oh, Ashley is no. waking me up. I fell against the side wall of my Freaking bathroom. Pulled an Elvis. Yeah. Fell against the wall, passed out, and I woke up. And she was obviously kind of upset, you know, but she knew uh-huh. that I was feeling sick. And I felt great. Like endorphins. I was like, oh, I'm better. You know? <laughs> Nevertheless, there's something wrong with my body. I'm going to go back to bed. Uh-huh. Right? So... Go back to bed. You know, I brush my teeth or whatever, and she brings me a bowl so that if I have to throw up in the bed, I can just, you know. Right. Two hours later, wake up again. Not so much a throw up feeling, but like I got to go. I got to go sit on the toilet. Right. And I make it out my bedroom, and the next thing I know, she's waking me up. I'm on the floor in the hallway. What the hell, man? Yeah. And I can't move. I'm like, I weigh like four or 500 pounds. My head is, I'm on my side, so my head is, like, cocked to the side and just just drilled into the ground. Like, I feel so heavy. And she's like, are you okay? I'm like, well, no. I I don't necessarily feel that sick, but I cannot move. I Like, I, I don't know what's wrong, you know? Uh-huh. And I'm like, I, it's maybe dehydrated. I don't know. I said, call my dad. You know, she's, she's taking care of the baby. I call my dad, tell him to come up, and he can assess whether or not I should what should happen here, you know? Mm-hmm. So she gets, like, a pillow and puts my legs up. And um, I, the whole time, I, w- I bet you I was on the floor for, like, an hour. I couldn't move. And I felt it, like, I was like, I got I to gotta take a shit, but I can't move. You didn't uh, partake of any, uh, like... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay. No, so, um, so I, he, my dad gets up there, and he sits with me for a few minutes. He's like, yeah, we may as well just go to the hospital, and they can give you some fluids at least, you know, if you're that dehydrated. And... So I sit there for a few more minutes. I'm like, I can't move. And I'm not, my dad can't carry me. He probably could, but I'm not going to make him try to carry me out down the stairs. Oh, you know? I know how you are with your dad. No, dad, don't carry me. But my <laughs> arms are right here. If you want right. to pull me There's, up. I got these straps attached for you. No. So he's like, let's go. So I said, okay, let me try and crawl to the toilet real quick just, just before we go. Get up there. Nothing comes out. Whatever. We get to the hospital. He wheels me in on a wheelchair and whatever. They triage me. And it's actually pretty slow. It was like three o'clock in the morning on a Friday mm-hmm. and there was no one in. I was like, I was pleasantly surprised, <laughs> you know? And I guess it's common if you're youngish and a man 
that they check you for a heart attack. Oh. So they're like, we're going to give you an EKG. Um, Adam will come get you in a minute. They wheel me over into the waiting area. My dad comes back in after he parked the car. I said, first, I need a barf bag because I can't move and I feel like I'm going to throw up again. And second, I don't know if I'm going to make it in this chair. Like, I feel like I'm going to fall out of this chair. I'm going to pass out again. Like, I feel like I'm going to pass out again. Have you ever passed out? Uh, yeah. So you feel that, like, heat rush to yeah, go to yeah. the top of your head? And you're like, this is it, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I started to feel that again. And the guy giving me the EKG comes out. He's like, hey, we're going to go give you this. I'm like, hey, thank you. Just so you know, I feel like I'm going to fall out of this chair. I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe I was slurring my words because he just ended up just starting to wheel me. Like, <laughs> he just kind of ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a hospital wheelchair. And when, so when you lean forward and those, the seat kind of tilts up so you, like, slide out of them. <laughs> and so I, I was like, I'm going to pass out. That seems like a design flaw. I know. I don't know. It's weird. I was like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. So I lean. I just pushed my butt all the way forward so I could put my feet flat on the ground and my, rest my head against the back of the wheelchair. And I was labored breathing. For the whole, it wasn't in there long, four or five minutes that he was giving me an EKG, put, you know, leads all over my body and mm-hmm. just ran it for a couple heartbeats. But I was, like, my breathing was like, <sighs> afterwards I told my dad, I'm like, that was not voluntary, just so you know. I don't know what was wrong with me in that moment, you know. So they get me in a bed, get me some uh, anti-nausea IV and a bunch of saline and whatever to Mm -hmm. rebalance my electrolytes and i immediately felt quite a bit better but they kept me there for a few hours and uh doctors like i has this happened to you before i'm like yeah i've passed out before from you know vagaling Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) when i got that strep test or that's why you thought of this was that yeah that clip i played just a minute ago here it is too hard, you might vagal. This is what happened to me. So you got the you know the vasal vagal the vagus nerve that you pinch in your back and it makes you pass out. So anyway, he's like, that's probably what happened. We'll get you some more fluids though, and we'll send you home with some Zofran, some anti nausea like mm-hmm. sublingual things. You know, they actually work really well, by the way. Mm. Um, but and I called. Uh, I just started a new med. Um, I went and saw a psychiatrist, and so I started. I started a new med on top of all the other ones I'm taking. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my dad that he took pictures of all the bottles, and he's like, I wonder if this is like a serotonin syndrome, which is when you have too, get too much serotonin for, from meds, right? Mm. Kind of matches the symptoms, but then I, did, I asked the doctor at the ER, and he's like, yeah, I don't think so. I think you just got a bug of some sort, and you got so dehydrated from... Do you think that doctors... Because I feel like... Because we all WebMD <laughs> stuff now, yeah. and... The doctor never says that's what it is. No, Even it's th- true. They're like, no, no, it's probably not that. It's this other thing. Like, it's true. Right, I, they're, doctor, they're, if you say so. I think it depends on the doctor. But obviously, I had that experience with my dad with his pancreatitis as well, mm-hmm. where I argued with the doctor right. about getting a GI consult. Right, right. Like, I'm not saying I know what it is, but can we get a gastroenterologist in here? Mm-hmm. You know? So anyway, he, he takes me home and... <laughs> Uh, I go I go sleep, and I'm just tired for, like, three days. I don't go to work the next – so that was a Friday night. Saturday, I basically sleep all day. Sunday was a little bit better. Monday, I took off work. Um, and so this was, what, more than a week ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I asked Ethan because he's my primary care, and he's like, I don't, I don't think so. He, he looked at some drug interactions. He's like, that, that new med doesn't work on serotonin, so it wouldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. And the other ones you're on, you'd have to be on way higher doses for that to be an issue. So I don't, obviously I'm still taking it and I don't, 
have any issues. But then uh, the past couple days, Oliver, my 10-month-old son, has been, like, super sleepy. Uh-huh. Like, when it, you know, usually his naps are, like, an hour, two on a really good day, you know? He slept on me yesterday. I started watching uh, Severance on HBO. Mm-hmm. Or on, I can't remember uh, what it's on. You should just wait for the next season. <laughs> I'm already almost through it. But I, he, uh, he slept on me for like three, four episodes. I was like, well, he must you be. You were like waking him up like, hey, oh, this is good. What are you, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> and he got, a, he got a fever. And, so, and I, I had a little bit of a fever. And then uh, today he, um, he got like really bad diarrhea and threw up. And I was like, dude, he has the same thing that I had. It's super weird. Like it's just a little stomach bug. So, anyway, that's my ER story. I wait. <laughs> so, have you ruled out like uh, monkeypox? No, no, like uh, <laughs> a gas leak or like. Uh, <laughs> well, Ashley and Quinn are fine. Maybe they're immune to gas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have carbon monoxide detectors all over the house. What is that other thing that uh, that sounds made up that? Uh, Oh, Radon? Yeah. <laughs> I have to check Sounds it. like something from Star Trek. If oh, Captain, Radon's leaking from the warp core. It is. I think it isn't Radon from like, like radiation from the ground or something? I don't know. It's something like weird I like said, that. it sounds made up, but <laughs> apparently it's important. Anyway, so. I, I don't like how this story doesn't have a, a good. Well, I, I, I was really hoping for like a, turns out I have AIDS. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel fine. You know, I followed up with Ethan. The best part is that IHC keeps trying to give me a survey, you know, <laughs> like, how was your visit? How did things go? I'm like, I will, I will answer any survey you want after I get my bill, <laughs> you know? And, it, dude, the charge, nurse, the charge nurse came in at the end of my visit, and she's like, you know, we like to make sure that everything went well for you here. Is there, is there anybody that you'd like to recognize for going above and beyond? I'm like, my dad? Yeah, he did. He stayed with me all night. I was like, dude, you can go home. Um, I was like, are you eliciting, like, you're soliciting a positive response? Of course, that's all people do now. She's like, is there anyone you'd like to recognize, like your nurse or your doctor? I'm like, I mean, I guess my nurse did a fine job. Like, I don't know what. (laughs) (laughs) And while I was in there, by the way, crazy car accident. I read about it. My dad sent me the article the next day. 16 and 17 year olds, five of them in a car. Oh, yeah. Did you see Fleeing this? Police. In Ogden. Yeah. And they, they hit a pole. Hit a pole. And so, right as I get there, right after the, as the doctor's assessing me, they get, a, they get the call from the ambulance like we're getting two trauma ones. Mm. And those kids, one of them was screaming for like an hour. Oh, you heard all of them. Yeah, huh? like moaning and screaming. I felt so bad for him. Well, like his friends just died. Well, and I'm sure he was in just a shit ton of pain. Yeah. You know? So. Anyway, they were they came in. the The nurse was like, "Just so you know, we got a couple traumas coming. We might not see you for a bit." I'm like, "It's fine as long as I have." These surveys are getting ridiculous. <laughs> it is, man. I got like, a survey from I can't remember who it was from the, the other day, and it's like, "Hey, will you take eight minutes to take a survey?" <laughs> like eight <laughs> minutes. That's a long. What do you are, are you gonna pay me? Right, you're gonna give yeah. me fifteen dollars or something like eight eight minutes. Right. My God. No four four maybe five questions. Well, they're, they're only four or five. They're just really long questions. <laughs> like, they're like no, they're word they're, problems. They're basically yeah. If Jimmy's on a train <laughs> going west at ninety miles per hour, and then how was your service? Well, unless you don't read all the way. <laughs> yeah. How many apples did he have? <laughs> I thought we started on a train. I don't know, man. Who cares? <laughs> That's to every word problem. 
there were multiple times when I wrote, "Who <laughs> cares? Is why is that not an answer?" Oh yeah. Oh man. So my uh, I had to go to Chicago last. Wait, what week are we on? I'm, I'm, the last two weeks have kind of flown. Uh, this week, I guess it was uh, Monday. I went to Chicago uh, to take some video and pictures for Sky West, and um, um, we were there for two days. And on our way home, we had a really hard time getting out. We had to buy tickets, and uh, not on our we anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> you had to expense them. Right. Yeah. And which is not. That's how bad it was. That's like last resort kind of. Is this because of the pilot thing? The other canceling. I don't know what's going on, man. It's I, freaking crazy. On the way over here on NPR. Right. I'm sorry. They, this place. Like they they said they canceled 1,200 flights today. Yeah, everybody's canceling flights, and they're saying it's because of Rona, but it's actually more because of pilot shortages. Yeah. And I mean, we're hard up for pilots. We're hard up for for captains, and because the big airlines are taking our captains, like. We just had someone, so to go th- to to become a captain, you have to go through like a couple weeks of ground school, and then IOE or in in uh, what does IOE stand for? Uh, something experience. Anyways, um, it's a long, expensive process, you know, for the airline to pay for. <laughs> we we just had one of our people in Salt Lake get taken after seven hours being a captain. <laughs> So oh, that's seven flight hours, and they're like, "Yeah, that's enough." United was like, "Sure, yeah, come it's on." Like, <laughs> that could be one flight. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the majors won't take you until you're captain, typically. Gotcha. And so, uh, no, it was that's that was one trip. That was yeah. one day's worth of. Wow. Anyway, and so we're having a hard time keeping captains, uh, and they're having a hard time, but getting ca- uh, getting first or their new pilots because right. we don't have any. Well, this was Delta that was on the radio. Yeah, Delta's crazy. Delta has been super weird. Um, like, um, for example, we were looking, we were in Chicago and we were like, we may have to go up to Minneapolis to get out. And there were about five flights from Minneapolis to here. And at the, I looked the night before at like eight o'clock and there were 40, 50, 60, 30, you know, a bunch of open seats on all these different flights. I'm like, oh yeah, we could definitely get out of there. And then I look the next morning and it's like negative one, zero. I'm like, what is <laughs> happening? What this is not that is not that does not and, happen. And their PR department tried to make it sound like oh, this happens every day. We just have some air traffic uh, issues. Yeah, well, you know, there's there's a ton of factors and it it has been happening every day, but it's right. not <laughs> it's not normal though. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not normal. Anyway, so we we finally get out. It's it's seven o'clock, seven fifteen, and I'm on a I'm on a Delta flight. I probably shouldn't say the name of the company because I'm about to just <laughs> anyway, and um, we board the plane and I'm in a middle seat, which I'm so fat. I hate being in a middle seat. <laughs> I, I can't, I'm not going to complain too much, but I hate it passionately. Uh, I don't think anybody likes being in a middle no, seat. No, you're right. You're right. And at least this time, the people next to me were nice, thin, and trim. Right. On my way there. There was a guy next to me that smelt like a bar and seemed like he was inebriated, but probably. I don't know. He probably has like he kept talking anxiety. a lot about Chicago, and it was really weird. <laughs> and then the next, the 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 nice lady next to me was twice my size, my size, wow. twice my 
size. <laughs> and I'm a 300-pound man. Yeah, how'd she fit? I don't know. She wasn't probably twice my size. She was, she was a big one. She yeah. was big, and she... We were overflowing together. <laughs> we, we kind of merged. By the end, you're like yeah. all sweaty and yeah. sticky. <laughs> um, anyway, but so um, and I made the mistake of of bringing my bag as a instead of checking it. So it was one of my bags was under my my seat, and so I didn't have a lot of room. Can't fully extend. Um, so we board the plane, and I don't know for the life of me why they did this. But we get on, everyone's boarded, and the pilot comes on and is like, hey, there's a mechanical issue. We're going to be able to fix it, but it's probably going to take an hour. I'm like, <sighs> what? 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 You d- you knew this already. Why did you let, Why us, did board? You let us board? Right. right. Like, wh- where did you do this? <laughs> so did they? No. We sat there, and luckily it only took about 30 minutes. He's like, hey, good news. Uh, so we... we Door closes. We get going on the taxiway. Pilot gets back on. He's like, hey, so because that maintenance thing didn't take that long, uh, we're going to have to wait for some weather, and we're going to have to reroute the flight. Oh <laughs> so we sit gosh. on the runway for an hour, or the, the taxiway for an hour. And you're go going to a different destination now? No, no. We're just, oh. We have to reroute oh, like, I see. around I see. Okay. the weather because there was a oh, huge okay. storm. Which <laughs> so can, can you just go higher? So, like, <laughs> so the week before... And I'll, I'll talk about this in a minute. But the week before, I went tornado chasing. Right. And pretty much struck out the whole time. Um, on my way to my gate, my phone goes off. I'm like, what the hell? And it's like, tornado warning <laughs> for Chicago. And I go out, and I look out the window, and there's a freaking wall cloud yeah. right by the airport. And it's it's twisting around. Oh, I'm like, man. I'm like, I, I could have just waited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't drop, but... Anyway, so there was a, there was bad weather in the area, so we finally go, and it's bumpy. And the pilot's like, "Hey, we're gonna have to delay service. We're gonna can't let the flight attendants out because of how bumpy it is." And I'm like, "I'm I'm freaking thirsty. I forgot to grab my Wait, my. You're in the air. Yeah, we're in the air finally. And they're and they're they're gonna just let the flight attendants meaning they have to stay seated. Yeah. Okay." I'm I'm dying of thirst. I forgot that I have a, I have a drink in my bag that I put above, and I'm like I'm not gonna. You're not gonna be that guy. Yeah, and, and it's bumpy. I don't want to hit the right. top of the plane, and um, so you know we get halfway through the flight, and finally the flight attendants are are out and about, and when they get up to me, I'm like, can I just have three glasses of water? <laughs> <laughs> and she get, starts giving it to me like, oh, <laughs> you're like <laughs> Jim Carrey yeah, on man. on me myself and I. <laughs> And um, so we, the rest of the flight's fine, you know, except for I'm in the middle seat. Then we get to the the airport, and I don't know what was going on, but the the there were two the two pilots both were captains. They both had four bars. Okay. Which I've never seen before. So my thought is that one of them was transitioning types to a different type of aircraft. So it was like a. And he can't just take over. He needs to do a, a co- I, like a co-captain. Right. Okay. So he's moving from a 737 to this A220, which I'm obsessed with this plane. It's just a pretty plane. Anyway, and that's my only thought. And the reason I think this is because we landed so hard <laughs> <laughs> that my back hurt the next day. Oh, my god. I have never been on a flight where it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the ground. Now, I want to. <laughs> I have a video here that I'm going to illustrate to you. Okay. Kind of what happened. Uh, let me send you this. Now, 
I think this guy may have been a Navy pilot. All right? And was was I'm he trying sh- to hit the cable? What this video shows is the difference between an Air Force pilot and a Navy pilot. Okay, hang All on right. a sec. Let me, let me get this shared over to the uh, uh, screen here. Well, they got a lot going on our screens there. Yeah. All right. Do I need sound? Uh, no. Okay. So the first plane here, this is this is same runway. They're both at at Nellis uh Nellis Air Force Base in in Las so Vegas. So who's the first? This is Air this Force. This is an F-16 from the Air Force landing at Nellis. Just nice little okay, soft, just barely okay. See how uh, nice uh, that was? Just tiny little smoke from the wheels. All right. Now the next one is an F-18, a Navy F-18 landing at the same base. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> And that is how they are trained to land. That was not like an unusual landing. That is how they are trained to land from day one because of the way they land on aircraft carriers. And it's not smooth. It's just... Right. (laughs) (laughs) And the planes are built with reinforced landing gear. And, you know, it's not... But that is... That right there is how that guy landed in this Delta flight. He probably was. He was... And I was just like... And you know it's bad, Okay. When the whole plane is like, oh, Jesus! (laughs) I mean, I'm not the only one in there. Everyone was like, oh! (laughs) He just just fractured your back again. (laughs) It was was insane. (laughs) You got to start recording landings. I'm not even exaggerating because the worst part, man. It was so insane. Did they address it? No. He didn't say like. Uh, as sorry I was walking that. out, I was like, "Was that your first landing?" And I felt like a total dick <laughs> after. And he's like, "Oh no, it's my second. And I was like, "Okay, well." <laughs> maybe, he went home and cried. Maybe work on it. <laughs> Is that your first landing? You fucking idiot! <laughs> Just, dude, I've been on hundreds of flights at this point, and I've never <laughs> had the whole. First of all, the whole plane like screaming agony. <laughs> Oh man, was there, was there like, was there like a bustle afterwards? Like, what was that about? <laughs> yeah, kind of. And then it's the final fuck you to this flight. <laughs> you've been to the new airport, right? Yeah. And you've been to the B gates, right? And how they're freaking—they're like just four so miles far away. away. Yeah. Now this is a Delta flight, and Delta owns the A terminals, and almost all Delta flights go to this terminal. And as we're taxiing in, Captain gets on. We're gonna be pulling into B six today. <laughs> I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Are you uh, kidding me? How is this possible? So then I the, took a ten mile walk back to right. my car. Have you seen the people wearing like rollerblades in the airport now? Yeah, I've heard of it. Man. I've also seen um Salt Lake's ad campaign where they catch people like entering the airport asking, Oh yeah, this airport's so pretty, it's so great, it's easy. I really want them to take that camera crew and go to the end of the B gate <laughs> yeah. and get their second reaction. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Just what make, the hell in the hell? Make this as long as possible. And you know what? The the moving sidewalks, and this has also been like proven, they're they're slower than all the other moving sidewalks. They are slow. And I realize that the people are they were keeping up with yeah. me. No, you can keep up just they, at a normal. They were actually ahead of me at one point. <laughs> <laughs> at a normal pace, uh, people people keep up. It's the it's the type that you don't feel like you're accomplishing anything unless you walk with it. Yeah, but even then, they're still, they're still keeping going. up. 
And I'm like, how is this? How is this possible? Oh man. Anyway, it That's was, <laughs> it was not, it was not a great flight. That's funny. Um, but speaking of the Navy. Yeah. Um, In the Navy. Yeah, I learned a. Uh, where did I even hear this at? Um, so you remember the movie Pearl Harbor? Yes. With Ben Affleck, uh, directed by Michael Bay, obviously, because you know it's explosiony. Yeah, I actually didn't know that was directed by Michael Bay. I mean, I never really thought about it. Yeah, South Park wrote a whole song about it. Hmm. Why does Michael Bay get to keep on making movies? It's great. It's a great <laughs> song. Um, so there's uh, Cuba Gooding in that movie plays somebody named Doris Miller. Um, <laughs> who What's the NBA woman's name? What? When I I saw this note in the rundown, Doris Miller. Oh, and Doris Burke. Is oh, that's Doris is actually my Doris Barnes is my grandma's name. <laughs> so when I saw the rundown, I'm like, oh, he's going to talk about the NBA. Oh, oh, the girl is that the one stuck in? Uh... No, 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 no. Doris Burke is like a commentator. Oh, <laughs> like on the court commentator. It's one of my favorite family. <laughs> that's what you've seen the Family Guy where they're commentating the WNBA. Yeah, they're like that's why she commands a. <laughs> A $26,000 a year salary. <laughs> I have something about that later. We're going to talk about WNBA. Um, anyway, so Doris Miller was uh, a United States Navy cook. Uh, he was kind of relegated to being a cook because of his skin color, which was black, yeah, like right. Cuba Gooding. Um, and um, Get just a little cameo, a, a boxing cameo, right? Yeah, it was boxing. And then when... Uh, when the attack happened on Pearl Harbor, he, you know, uh, what he was on, I think he was on, oh, come on, what ship was it? It was obviously one of the ones that was just totally. The Utah? Uh, I don't, I, I want to say Arizona, but that can't be right. Um. Oh, West Virginia. Okay. Um, And he, uh, <clears throat> oh, he was killed aboard a, an escort carrier. Oh, I didn't know that. Anyway, so he got on the guns because people had been shot and killed, and he got on the guns, and he started shooting down uh, zeros. And um, he got, uh, I believe he got the Medal of Honor. Should have read about this more. He did. He uh, awarded the Navy Cross, the highest decoration of right. valor. Um, and, and because of this, after all, the Medal of Honor, he. Cuba Gooding Jr. is getting a battleship named after an aircraft carrier named after him. Wait, it's being named... Yeah, the USS Cuba Gooding <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, um, CVN-81 is a scheduled um, Gerald R. Ford class aircraft, which is our newest aircraft carriers. Um, he's getting an aircraft carrier named after him. And he Our newest aircraft carriers are named after a president who never won an election. They're named after Ford, who was never elected. I, I don't I don't <laughs> name I don't know. I don't name the carriers. He, he was elected to the House of Representatives, took over the vice presidency. Hey, can we focus <laughs> on Doris Miller here? Why are our brand Listen, new aircraft carriers named after Gerald Ford? I don't know. Because they had <laughs> they had nothing else to give him. And why did it take almost 100 fucking years to name something after Doris Miller? Okay, so anyway, Doris Miller sorry. is getting an <laughs> aircraft carrier named after him. And he is, uh, I believe, the first 
um, enlisted person to have an aircraft carrier named after them. Oh, interesting. Which is good because, frankly, people in authority get way too much credit. They don't do anything except say, hey, go do this. And then people like Doris Miller. This poor guy, dude. Like, he's a hero in 1941. And then dies in 1943 yeah. in, in the same war. That's just right. Pretty sucks. crazy. Well, good, good for Doris that we're, he's finally being remembered. Quick trivia here. CVN 81 is um, scheduled, and I doubt it will be, to be commissioned in 2032. What? Wait. The ship they're naming after him won't be done until 2032? Yeah, man. These Ten ship, years? These ships are taking forever. <laughs> Ten years? Yeah. Didn't they build Freedom Tower? I don't think they <laughs> They haven't started it yet. They just announced who is being... Oh, geez, anyway... Man. Do you know what the ship before him, CVN-80, is going to be named? No, I have no idea. It's a good one. You sure you don't want to throw out a guess? Um, the, the Dick Van Dyke. I don't know. It's planned to launch in 2025, the USS CVN-80, USS Enterprise. Don't we already have an Enterprise? No, it's been retired. It's been retired for quite a few years well, now. Well, I know, but we have one. It's sitting. Yeah. It's being. Is it going to be like the two Enterprise two? No, they don't do that in the Navy. It's CVN eighty. It used to be CVN sixty five. Huh. Enterprise is uh, rotting away somewhere because it's the it, Enterprise was the first nuclear submarine or sorry aircraft carrier. Right. And it, uh, it you can't tour it or anything because it's it has down. to be yeah <laughs> it has to wait a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> right. I can't remember where it's somewhere in like Pennsylvania or something just sitting. Hopefully there. it's in like a landlocked. Water. That's <laughs> not seeping into the ocean or the groundwater nearby. That's what's wrong with Flint, Michigan, is actually the core from USS Enterprise that's <laughs> <laughs> contaminating the water. <laughs> so since we're talking about the Navy and yep. things we've done recently, we saw Top Gun. Maverick. On Thursday. Yeah. And uh, obviously we're not going to talk too much about it. But... Uh, it dies. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to say I don't know if that happened or not because I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. True. He doesn't alert. die. He doesn't, yeah. I mean, he might. God, you just... <laughs> I don't know. He dies eventually. I guess. It might not be... Uh, it might be in this movie. It might be in a, another one. You know? I'm talking about Tom Cruise here. Yeah. You know? Oh, you... Yeah, I'm not talking about Maverick. I'm just right. talking about Tom, Tom okay. Cruise. Okay, anyway... Um, he died during the filming. Really? No, no, because he had a message beforehand. <laughs> he recorded that. Before. That pro <laughs> Cinemark's pro come to the movies, don't watch them at home agenda. Right. God, like Only four in commercials theaters. in a row. You need to come to the theater, or yeah. else the movie is not the same. Well, have you noticed that? Blah, 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 blah. Have you noticed that? Like every trailer ends in that now. Like only in theaters. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, eventually it'll be on HBO. Right. <laughs> Uh, what did you think about the movie? I liked it. Thought it was good. Thought it was as good as the first one. All right. You? All right. It was good. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. I thought it had. I thought it had good sequences. I thought. Oh, uh, of course. The all the airplane stuff was great. Uh, like I thought they did a good. The job. The dialogue like, was so terrible and cheesy. I just. I guess they were trying to make it an '80s movie, which is fine. That's what it is. It is what it is. Huh, I didn't really pick up on it. 
Yeah, it's because you don't you you just like um, a, you're like a true. I'm not like a, a puppy dog in movies. <laughs> like, oh, 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 I'm just happy to be here. I'm not, I'm not really a critic of movies, but you know what? People who love the first one will will want to marry this one. If you like, it's gonna it's, it's the next step. It's, I mean, it's true. It did play on nostalgia oh, more than which, more than on the which I love nostalgia. It's like right. My, it played on more uh, on nostalgia than it nostalgia. did anything else. But did, uh, have you watched Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers? No. Oh my gosh! Not since I was. No, but there's a movie. Oh no! That just came out. Of, it's like, a cartoon. Best movie Disney's ever made. <laughs> Not even joking. <laughs> Is it a Disney? Is that a Disney brand? Yeah, Chippendale. Oh, it was part of the Disney Afternoon. I didn't. You know, well, I don't. I don't remember a Disney Afternoon. Oh my gosh! You didn't watch like Darkwing Duck and Tailspin and. I did, and, but I don't and, remember and having tell, any. Tell. Uh, clearly, the Disney branding didn't work on me. What was the Scrooge, Scrooge, uh, DuckTales? A lot of duck. <laughs> DuckTales. A lot of duck spin. action. <laughs> yeah. DuckTales. You know what? Baloo and, tel- and Tailspin, he flew the sea duck. Man, Disney has a really pro-duck they agenda. They got a thing with ducks and mice. Anyway, so in Top Gun, um, as in the first one, the enemy is really ambiguous. D- remind me, I w- Danny and I were talking about this. In the first one, though, isn't there at some point? I th- aren't there like subtitles, or you can you can hear them the dialogue of the enemy pilot? I thought so. And they're speaking Russian. That's what I thought. But everyone <laughs> in the car home was like, you couldn't tell who it was in the first one, so I just went with it. But I, mean, I, they, they I, I swear that it was like kind of established that they were Russian. But I mean, it, but in this one, it was even more so. Well, yes and no. Tinted visors. So here's the thing, right? If you pay attention to the aircraft of the other side, you get some some clues. Well, okay, which is how the first one is, because they fought MiGs. Right, but listen to this. Okay. Okay. So the the there's two two slash giveaways. One, um, that new fifth gen fighter they're flying that is clearly uh it, it, it I, I don't know if it is, but it really resembles Russia's uh, SU SKU fifty seven, it's their new fifth gen plane. Okay, the helicopter that is involved is a Russian helicopter. Now that being said, Russian equipment normally gets spread around all over the region. Right, and the reason I say that is because there's only one country that has F fourteen Tomcats. And here's your trivia question. All right. Okay. What country is it? There's one country besides the United there, States. There is an appearance of the F-14 Tomcat in this movie, right? And it is it is an aggressor. It's 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 held by the enemy, and there is one country that bought that we sold these two in the seventies. Israel, or I said aggressor. Oh, uh, it is a it is a country that we are at odds with. Afghanistan, Iran. Yes. Yeah. Iran has a fleet of F-14 Tomcats. Interesting. That Richard Nixon sold to them. Tricky dick. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's so it's uh it's Iranians. I it could you know it could be in the future and it's uh you know Russia has escalated their war and and Iran's like hey let's uh but it's but it's contemporary, like all the I, play, I know you I know? know I know so it can't take place. In the I future. was excited they have F-35s on the. The flight deck there. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that was cool. It was a good movie. Anyway, I recommend seeing it in the theater. Yeah, for probably the, wouldn't play well, as well in for the for the all the action scenes. And you know, Danny asked me after if all that stuff was possible 
in the planes. And I was like, yeah, man. Even that uh, crazy maneuver that uh, Russian plane does. I, I ran, yeah, Iranian. Uh, or, or whoever <laughs> knows. You know, the ambiguous enemy. Yeah, that's a cool move. You can kind of see that uh, when Beowulf, our, our flight, our F-35 pilot, she does kind of stuff like that around here. That's true. I've seen her do some crazy falls. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what they call it, but um, one other man, we have so much. I'm like a quarter of the way through the first half <laughs> of the rundown. It'll be a long one. That's okay. <laughs> um, now nah, you know we'll just skip that, and I'll just go to here. Uh, the other day, I had a missing bird. I couldn't find. And I don't I, know how you keep track of them. Well, they don't normally go missing. Like, but how many do you have? I don't want to say. <laughs> it's got to be in. The, it's got to be in the twenties. It is. Yeah, high twenties. <laughs> Twenty nine, closer to thirties. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that. You love your birds, well, but it is. It is like there was a there was a report on the news the other day about uh, they're like uh, parrot rescue goes into a board bird hoarding situation to save a bunch of birds. I was like. Am you're, I? You're am totally. I, am I bird hoarding? Am I gonna? <laughs> totally am I gonna get hoarder. like the the freaking the the feds in here? Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I look all over for this bird, and I s- eventually see that they've chewed a hole in my drywall. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I am like, like, I'm like, no freaking way. Like and Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, and. Uh, I start hitting on the side of the wall, and I hear this bird <laughs> start screaming. Like, oh. So now there's a giant hole in their room where I had to open up my wall to extract oh, this man. bird from the drywall. <laughs> Didn't have enough clearance to open the wings to fly up. I don't know if they were stuck or if they were doing it on purpose, but they had to come out. And yeah. now there's a ghetto-taped hole with duct tape because, I don't know, what am I going to do, <laughs> patch it up and have them do it again? That's crazy. Yeah. Did they cover it with a little poster? The whole <laughs> so you couldn't sneaky, see it? man. <laughs> Dumping the drywall, the uh, gypsum in the sink. Oh, uh, you know I haven't actually seen Shawshank. The Shut only, up! I, I only know everything from this as a Family Guy. I feel like I basically know the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good show, man. I'm but just, yeah, you do I get the know, gist. I never saw it. Um, not after CSI. <laughs> <laughs> so. A couple things here before we move on to to heavier things. Um, first of all, you know we always talk about altruistic animals. Yeah. Did you? Did I send you this video? I don't think so. I, I we've talked about it already, but just gonna throw it out there that birds aren't the only altruistic animals that we uh, have seen. Um, this one, I'm sure pr- people have probably seen it already. All right, we have a turtle on its back in water. Yeah, there's a flailing, like a little red-eared slider, and this is a turtle, not a tortoise. Right, correct. This is a, a has, water-based. Has flippers, right? And it's being surrounded now by what? It's like ten or twelve. Of its oh, that's friends, cool. And it just flips it over. Yeah, they just they just flip it over. It's kind of nuts. He's just sitting there flailing. I don't know how, what he would have done if no one would have helped him. He would have died. Um, but they all just come underneath him. Like seriously, the whole gang of yeah. them here. They come over and help him flip over. Now I did see a video of a turtle flipping itself over the other day. It was looked like a robot. I've you know, also like seen a, a recent one of a, a tortoise that was rolled over, and another tortoise was flipping him over. Really? Yeah. So it's a thing. So I just, you know, what? Uh, I mean, 
that's got to be more than just instinct, right? Like I don't. Well, it depends on how. It depends I'm sure on how scientists far you, would disagree with me, but it depends on how far you define instinct, right? Mm-hmm. Because even even human altruistic behavior, you could make the argument that that's instinct. That's just evolution. I suppose we wouldn't be where we are today if we didn't work together. You know. Mm. So it's I don't know. It's hard. Mm. I don't mean to naysay. I'm no, it's just that's just maybe we should save that for another episode. We can dive into. Uh, Self-awareness and the instinct nature, and nature. The, yeah, the nature of altruism, if it is natural at all. Hmm. Because it is. There are altruistic humans that get praise right. for being, you know, like when you see people roll over a car right. or something like that or pull someone from a burning building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. You know, I, no, but those yeah. are different because you're kind of putting yourself in danger. That's true. They weren't really risking anything, these right. turtles. So that doesn't really happen with humans. <laughs> So you just just proved your <laughs> yeah, whole. I guess, no, I guess humans help. Well, each I other. mean, if I was rolled over. Yeah. No. Yeah. Natural. What is natural is always a really interesting argument. It's a really interesting conversation. Yeah. I think I told you about this I, in one of my anthro classes. I had this argument with the professor. Right. About if you know about evolution, you can influence it. I'm like, yeah, but that's just evolution. That's still just. That's still nature. Just because we know about it doesn't mean that we're changing its course. It is what it is. Its course can never be. Its course is not. <laughs> anyway. No, yeah. You know I what I'm saying? It. I get it. Okay. I get it. Well, speaking of nature, real quick here. Um, I did go tornado chasing. Yeah. Since our last episode. You did. Got together with four, three other friends. You didn't get sucked up. No. We flew into Oklahoma City. Sorry. And, uh,. <laughs> You're not wrong to be so. <laughs> Oklahoma. You know what's so weird is um, I got to the hotel and I gave my my Apple card to the to the guy for my charges or whatever, and he's like, "Your card's declined." I'm like, whoa! And it comes back, and it's like because um, you get a message right away. You know, your wallet right. comes up. And it's like, "Hey, it looks like there's suspicious activity." Right. I'm like, I was just in Toronto. A week ago, no, no one in Oklahoma. Yeah, it's like it's like. Card. But now that I'm in Oklahoma, it's like whoa, 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 whoa. Toronto <laughs> made perfect sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy, no redneck. The guy at the hotel even said, "Yeah, that seems to happen all the time here." <laughs> like I don't know what the deal is. It has to be, man. It <laughs> he, has to he, be. He was he was joking like the same way. He's like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's because we're in Oklahoma and." <laughs> Nobody comes here. Why would you come to Oklahoma? Anyway, so um, we got out on the road. The first day, uh, we had a pretty decent chance of seeing something. Um, No tornadoes dropped, but we got in a crazy freaking thunderstorm with lightning strikes that would blow your mind. Uh, We did have some rotation, but nothing ever dropped except we get a little tiny funnel. Um, Seriously, though, the the rain and the lightning was insane. I thought we were going to die for sure. Last night was crazy here. Yeah, it was actually. I yeah. thought I was. I actually thought I was dreaming about chasing, <laughs> yeah. and then I woke up and was like, "Oh!" In fact, ah. <laughs> you said you said the the term wall cloud earlier. Yeah. When I was uh, I was driving last night, uh, just past dark, so maybe nine. Uh huh. And it was over the Great Salt Lake. Right. And the lightning was was lighting up the clouds like this cool white because it wasn't quite dark yet. Uh-huh. You know, it was really cool. Anyway, yeah. it looked yeah, like a wall cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it came over. It's like an hour later. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. Um, 
And then the next day, we didn't have any weather at all, so I convinced everyone to go to a Kansas City Royals game because nice. we ended up in Kansas. Uh, then we ended up in uh, Nebraska and Minnesota, and wow. we left from Chicago. <laughs> Minnesota? <laughs> yeah. Do they get tornadoes? Uh-huh. There was a pretty good chance of um, that day. In fact, there were tons of – all the tours went up there. And Is that the, that's the furthest you've traversed on these trips? That's a long yeah, ways yeah, from it, Oklahoma to Minnesota. Yeah, it was a it was a long or to Chicago. Yeah, well, no, we went to Minnesota and then back down and over to Chicago. So wow. yeah, and then the next week I went back to Chicago and that's where I saw my <laughs> saw actual tornado. severe storm. <laughs> um, but I think so. I initially the week didn't look that great, so immediately I started praying to my Lord and Savior, the only man that I know who can will things into existence, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> and I think my cohorts, at least one of them, just didn't have as much faith as I did. <laughs> she doesn't like Tom Brady. She would not pray to Tom Brady. And by the way, I am starting a new religion based on Tom Brady and his miracles of getting, you know, playing sure. football into his 40s and continuing to go to Super Bowls. You call it TBTB. Yeah. Tom Brady True Believer. You know, I used to worship LeBron a little bit. Because he seemed to be able to will things into existence, but that just <laughs> he didn't make the playoffs. It just doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> so I think maybe his his magic or whatever right. they use he is only just sold gone soul for so long. Um, so if you would like to join Thomism or Bradyism, let me know. Uh, it only costs thousands and thousands of dollars. It's eleven percent. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna undercut tithing. <laughs> Yes, nine percent. Nine percent. Look, <laughs> you come here, you're gonna pay one percent less. All right, nine <laughs> percent. And we've seen Tom Brady work miracles. All right, so I'm just saying. Oh, it's classic. Oh, um, we can give you all the same guarantees. <laughs> one, one, one thing I did learn on my trip as I was sitting in a hotel for hours because we were waiting to go somewhere. I was watching a show about Morse code, and uh, was it in Morse code? With subtitles? The whole show. <laughs> the whole show. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <clears throat> recently, the, I don't know, whoever is in charge of Morse code added its first symbol in 70 years. They, that's weird. What? They, they added a symbol to Morse code after, I mean, no Apparently one's using Apparently people it. still use it. I don't know. The military probably uses it a lot. And, but do you know what it is? Any guesses? It's something that has... The first symbol? It's a, it's it, And it should be noted that it's a symbol, not a letter. Like and a, a question mark? N- well, I think those already exist. Oh, okay. So it's a different, like it's an emoji? A, <laughs> like, a, like a smiley you're face? You're on the right track, but no. It is something that has come to, to light. And, oh, a hashtag. Oh, so pound, freaking close. Sign. So close. Number sign. <laughs> At. Yes. An ampersand. Yes. That was the first... The first uh, first thing added in 70 years is the at sign. So they're like, the in Morse code, they're like, you can email me the, at. The <laughs> ironic thing is it's actually longger right. than A and T. But people, <laughs> were, people weren't seeing the email it's address. It's dot dash dot dash dot dash dot, 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 dot dash. It's freaking crazy long. If you choose, <laughs> if you choose to no longer Morse me, you can email me. Brian at Morse.com. Oh, what is it? It's kind of dumb, huh? That's, why do they do it's that? Weird, man. <laughs> like, like, even the at symbol is harder to write than the word at. Yeah. And type. You got to go shift 
whatever it is. Yeah, you're right. Two? Shift two? That's the hardest one. It's a ring finger. Well, it's the same. It's like the same reach, though. Do you that. use a ring finger to do it, or do you use your pinky? Right now, I'm using my ring finger and my... Right uh, pinky? Whatever that is. My index finger. <laughs> index finger? Is that index? Yeah, what are you using your index for? Right here. Shift two. You're doing it with the same hand? You're always supposed to hit shift with the opposite hand that's in use. So you should be Why? using... Why? You should... Just because then you're not then you're not mangling your fingers. My so, finger. You, so you, you should come be, look at my. They're not mangled. This is like the naturalist. No, 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 no. Look at you. Sh- I'm I'm not saying that it's not comfy for you because you've been doing it for thirty years. What I'm saying is that if you go take like a Mavis Beacon course, <laughs> who is Mavis Beacon? She's the typist who taught everybody how to type. You you're supposed to if you're using your. If the character you're about to type is with your left hand, but it needs to have shift, you're supposed Look, to hit the shift with your opposing hand. Just because something was made <laughs> in the past doesn't mean that it's still relevant today. But that's why Whoever makes be- Magus, Magus Beacon, <laughs> even. That's why there's shift on both sides. Yeah, but I can do the same thing on the other side. Otherwise, you would just use, why not just use the shift on the same side every time? The way that you do a space bar with the same Because <coughs> I can't reach over to nine. No, know, why not just do shift with your index finger? <laughs> what do you hit shift with when you're doing at? Your pinky? Uh, yeah, I guess so. You're doing pinky shift and index finger two? Yeah, it looks that way. That's weird, man. That's uncomfy. Oh, do it now you got to get your hand back to the home row, and it takes longer. I don't think so. You could just do shift with your right pinky and ring finger two. Mm. See? See how that but works? But then I'm ready to type over here on the other side already. I don't have to be down here dicking around with the shift button. What do you mean over? Your hand doesn't leave the home row. I don't know, man. <laughs> Listen, my right like, hand. I got a home row for you right here. My right hand is on J, K, L, pinkies on shift. My left hand is on A, ring finger two, then D, F. So the only fingers that leave are my ring finger and my pinky. When well, use, I guess I didn't learn shift, to type in elementary whole... school. <laughs> I did. I don't remember. <laughs> That's why there's two shifts. Man, that's crazy. I did see a TikTok of someone who mm-hmm. she was filming like her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And in between each capital letter, she was caps locking, then typing, then caps locking. That's upsetting. Yeah. And then the shift has no function. Well, that's just stupid. It is stupid. I agree. It's stupider that's than what you're doing. dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's almost as dumb as making a new Morse code symbol and having it be <laughs> at. at. <laughs> right. Yeah, like not and. That's at least three letters. And they could, you know, shorten it. Hmm. Whatever A and D is in Morse. They I think we should start doing the podcast in Morse code. Just Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't invented a new character. Like dot dash. There like, should be a shorter one. Well, like what a, else would you do? Like a, so dot is like, boop. They should make an even shorter one. It's like, boop. <laughs> <laughs> So there's three symbols. Was that a dosh or a dot or half a dash? Or what was that? <laughs> it was a dosh. It was two a dosh. <laughs> Uh, here's something uh, stupid. All right, we were talking about the WNBA. Yeah, stumbled across this article about Liz Cambage. She's a an NBA uh, star right Liz now. Liz Cabbage, Cambage, Cambage Patch doll. Um, she pointed out a pay disparity, but not of WNBA versus NBA. Well, she's played in China. Oh, where she made many times her WNBA salary. Uh, she most most recently brought this up because Becky Hammond, a coach for the Las Vegas Aces, was given a million dollar contract to be the coach, 
and she pointed out that Hammond now makes as much as four times what the players make in the WNBA. So before I go on about other things in this story, why is it that you would make more money in a women's league of basketball in China than in the United States? Because more people in China must watch it. But why? I don't know. It's weird. That Chinese people like watching Amazon women play <laughs> basketball more than we do. I don't know. All right, I'll they, go on they, to the next. They don't get it. They don't get NBA, so they're just like let's just. I'll go on to the next point that is really <coughs> this one's more maddening. Okay, goes just beyond salary, uh, beyond just salary. Excuse me. Even though several team owners would happily charter planes so their players can travel comfortably, they're prohibited from doing so. One over owner was even fined over the offseason for chartering a plane for his team. WNBA's new collective bargaining agreement states that all teams must fly commercial and book their players in comfort plus seats. A comfort plus seat doesn't fit uh, her frame. She's six foot eight. Her solution is flying first class, but that she has to pay five thousand to eight thousand dollars a year to upgrade her own tickets. <laughs> That's it, because tickets are expensive. I guess. Uh, can she sit in the emergency exit she row? She brought that up. She said, I can't sit in the exit row. If you're under 6'5", you're fine. But players like me and Brittany Griner, who are over 6'5", she's 6'8", uh, that's going to come out of your pocket. She should be big enough where she can just literally fly herself with her wingspan. You'd think. Uh, she tried that. Turns out the collective bargaining agreement won't let her. No, I mean, oh. <laughs> okay. You can't fly yourself. They're there. like, you cannot grow wings and attempt no. to fly like a bird. Fair enough. Anyway, it's just food for thought that you that uh, a woman basketball player would make more in China. This place officially sucks worse than the WNBA. And at the top of the second half, it's 16-9. to Easton leads the scoring with four. And that's why she commands (laughs) $7,000 a year. These gals sure do make it look difficult. But is having this minor skill worth being so unattractive? That's for the fan to decide. Yay! (laughs) That probably plays a role. I just in how Americans. That's my point. Look, I, Americans <laughs> view women's sports differently. I I can't tell you why. Well, it's the w, WNBA doesn't get as much traction as the NBA. I don't know why uh, we what? as a society don't like to watch it. But I can tell you that that if if it's watched less, then it's worth less, and you don't make as much money. That's just kind of is what it is. And that, now I understand the argument for women's soccer. Because they do make a lot more money. They win the World Cup like every freaking month. <laughs> right. Uh, and that wasn't even my question. Every my question month. is why does a woman basketball player make more money in China than in the United States? It's weird. Well, I just – I know China is big into basketball. They're, like, obsessed with it. And I don't know. Maybe they, they don't – they're a lack of other sports there. They just get – Maybe. Whatever they can. It's interesting. I mean, I don't know. Maybe – well, I was going to say maybe race isn't a factor in China, or not race, but gender. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. They don't, <laughs> they don't have a lot of women over there. No way is it men. Which one of the babies they don't like? Females. That's dumb. Well, I mean, yeah, the whole thing is dumb. But it, I, it's just, yeah, it's just weird to me. It's weird to me. I think it's, a, I think it's more of a marketing problem. I, I guess. I don't know if... W- why don't you watch? You like basketball. Why don't you watch our local W? Do we have it? We don't. We don't. Team, yeah, I would if it was local. Would you? Yeah, because I don't watch. I even the Jazz are out of the playoffs. I haven't really. I haven't watched a game since. 
You know, mm. I want to, but I just I just don't because I don't, don't I'm not as invested. Right. If there was a local, especially having a daughter now. Do you watch the bees games? No, that's a local team. No, but I don't really like baseball. Mm. Well, how do you know you like women's basketball? Because I've watched women's basketball before. Like it's still just basketball. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't know. I've watched women's tennis. That's different. Uh, I don't think women's tennis and men's tennis should be split up. I think that's like an equal sport. Uh, there's there's some pretty significant differences in strength, but uh, I think they could certainly they could they could play together. Absolutely. Um, all right, moving on. We have a massive drought in Utah, right? I hadn't heard. <laughs> massive. <laughs> and one of one other factor of the drought is that the Great Salt Lake, which many may know is super salty because it has no outlet. Right. Only has inlets. Just doesn't have anyone to talk to. Right. That's why it's so salty. Um, <laughs> it's lower than it's ever been in history, in recorded history. Mm-hmm. And the sediment that's, that is being left is... Gross? Is actually dangerous. Like, it's going to create... If there's dust storms in Utah, it can be toxic. The shit that's... The, the sediment that the lake is leaving. I don't know. It's like weird, like arsenic and shit. <laughs> it's something weird. Uh, and there's quite a bit of industry in the Great Salt Lake with uh, shrimp farming. I don't know if that's what yeah, you call it, growing. I, brine shrimp? I don't understand yeah. what, what industry that is. It's actually really interesting you bring it up. I applied for a job with these guys. Oh, right. They make fish food. Oh, that's what it is? Well, at least one part of it is fish okay. food. Yeah. Um, so the Utah legislature, in their infinite wisdom, mm. says that they uh, should create a pipeline from the ocean, mm. some 600 miles across the Sierra Nevada mountains, okay. to fill the Great Salt Lake with salt water. Well, they I haven't mean, been thinking about maybe piping in fresh water from somewhere that could solve the freshwater drought we have, but they want to build a pipeline to pipe in salt water so that the Great Salt Lake has water. I get it, it's a problem. The Great Salt Lake is a problem. Mm-hmm. It can't. It, sh- it 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 might be devastating to the ecosystem if it dries up. But humans might die if we don't have fresh water, which is the drought we're in now. S- pipe it in from somewhere with a lot of fresh water. Well, and, if and that we were an option, problem. wouldn't we already? You know, I mean, no, I no. I do. <clears throat> no, because they're stupid. That's my point. I do think that. And I I know the infrastructure of this and the the reality of it is probably astronomical, but there has to be some way for us to like start hooking into these other yeah states. That's what I mean. Because we have states that flood. Yeah, and they have an abundance of water, the- but not every year. Like Texas, I've been in Texas where they have, are drowning. Like sure. Just well, Texas, and I've been Texas in Texas huge. where there's no right. water, and it's you know it's terrible. Part of te- big chunk of Texas is desert, then another chunk is. But I can tell you, having been in the the plains, that when it rains there, it is like nothing we have here. No, I so I went. I to, mean, that, it uh, is insane the amount of water that comes down. Yeah. So I wasn't in the plains, but last year I went to Oregon. I was on the coast of Oregon, right? Uh huh. And it rained seventeen inches. Yeah. In two days. Which is like past our... Yearly. Yeah. Check this out. This was within an hour of the rainstorm we were in. The streets yeah. were so were flooding. So I'm I'm in Oregon. Stuff like that's happening, right? Mm-hmm. It's flooding. 
we go because we're visiting. We we don't care about the rain. We want to see things. Mm-hmm. So we go to the coast. We follow some trails through, you know, just off the road that go. They're right near the coast. Right. And you're on the coast, and you see like surfers in in uh, wetsuits and stuff. And then as you look down the coastline, all you see is little rivers coming off the mountain into the ocean. Right. And you realize that's all fresh water from rain. Mm-hmm. Well, all... Flowing into the ocean. All rivers and... Right. They all lead to the ocean. Right. But here you have fresh water that they're... We're letting flood, flood into the ocean that is salt water. So you're saying that we should... If we're going to build a pipe, we why don't we... <laughs> stop the water from going to the ocean? Not all of it, but wouldn't why can't that, we... Can't wouldn't we... that cause an issue with the ocean? No more than pipe, piping the water out of it to fill the Great Salt Lake, but at least mm, we'd have drinking water. I don't know. At least we'd be able to drink, at least be able to water your lawn. I do feel like there's got to be things that, that could be done that are just kind of not being done for some reason. Now, I mean, and most... you, you would think that at this point people would, would be like, thought of everything and would <laughs> no. would have run through it but maybe not like there's people who are like maybe we should desalinate yeah i know that the coast uh california is talking about starting to desalinate sure. which whatever i guess i guess you can just come bring all your salt to the salt lake because there's not gonna be any water <laughs> there's not gonna be any water bring like i said more salt flat the experts in this article agree that it's a serious problem right if the if the great salt lake empties it's it's gonna be kind of devastating too ecosystems right right uh but they're also like this isn't fucking feasible at all it's going to cost like 10 billion dollars to put a pipeline over the sierra nevada mountains to pipe in from the ocean i couldn't help but think but we have a freshwater problem we don't well isn't the, the freshwater problem a the little reason, bit more demanding the reason the salt lake is empty is because of all the the stops the water makes already True, and it's and we're in From, a drought, so we have, we're not getting it, rain. The main source is the Weber River, the Jordan River, and um, well, all of them, Ogden. Yeah, but and, but right. their their water gets broken off for farmlands and everything, right? And that's why it's not filling up as fast, right? And plus, we're in a drought, so why, so don't, we, why don't we pipe more? They're already fresh kind of they're already in. kind of doing what you're saying, taking the water, the fresh water, and using it, right? And then it's not getting into the Salt Lake, so. Which means we need more fresh water. Well, not more salt water. It sounds like what sounds like what they're saying is let's take all the water, the fresh water, and keep it for ourselves, and we'll use salt water to fill the salt lake. Which, I mean, it's I understand, but we're still out of fresh water. Well, you can just make it appear. You can with a fucking pipeline. That's what I'm well, saying. I'm, okay. They're going to spend, oh, can build spend $10 billion. We have to build pipelines to everywhere then. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. We already use the natural river infrastructure and steel water from those already, like you said. You know, we already have pipelines for oil. I think the, the Next problem time you build is... an oil pipeline, just put another six inch pipe next to it, <laughs> and it's water. There's got to be a way to take it from these mid mid states that have tons of it. Yeah, a pipe. But the problem is they don't always have a ton of it. <laughs> right. So you got to be no, able it, to. We would to definitely. We would still need to reservoir it. Right. Right. Or just let it. Fucking just put the pipe at the top of the mountain, let it run down normal, and fill the aquifer. We just need to build a, a pipe from Lake Erie, Lake Michigan. Right. Because the problem is our aquifers, right? That's how they test it. Is they have giant sticks that they shove into the dirt to see how far the groundwater is. Right. You're right, and that anyway. 
I just thought it was silly. <laughs> huh. Huh. We got to think about this. Yeah. Um, okay. I found, I stumbled across this video of Senator Bill Cassidy talking about, this is an abortion Ooh, update. Looks rapey. All right. <laughs> Good call. This is an abortion update. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom Cruise. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> um, he's talking about abortion and why in his state, let me just double check. What did I say his name was? Senator Bill Sturgis. No, Bill Cassidy. Butch Cassidy. Uh, I think he's Louisiana, and it's important. Mm. Um, Louisiana. All right, so I'm just going to start this clip. Let's make sure the audio is working. I'll go back a couple seconds here. Uh, a woman's going to come on and ask him a question. Okay. Ooh. If that's how you define pro-life. Not here. So Wait for um, it. if we can continue, keep that trend, hopefully it's going to be I'll different go. in the future. All right, here we go. Last question on this topic before I move to the pandemic, but because you raised uh, maternal care and the importance of, uh, you know, caring for a mother throughout pregnancy and, and childbirth, I know that Louisiana ranks very low um, on, or I should say very high on maternal deaths. Um, amongst the states. So what do you think needs to be done there to improve that, especially if uh, forms of abortion or birth control could be limited in the future? Um, I'm not sure people are talking about um, limiting forms of birth control. Um, mm -hmm. and, and shall we say, if you're using abortion to limit maternal death, that's kind of a odd way to approach the problem. Um, but anyway, that said, Louisiana, about a third of our population is African-American. African-Americans have a higher incidence of maternal mortality. Uh, so if you correct our population for race, um, we're not as much of an outlier as it would otherwise appear. Let me just stop right there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so to recap, she says to him, how are you going to address the problem of maternal death rates in Louisiana because your state ranks high in them, meaning you have more maternal deaths than other places. Okay. And his rebuttal is to say, well, we have a lot of black women, and black women die more during childbirth. So if you control for that and take out the black women, we're no longer that high. Huh. That probably wasn't a good... Uh, what kind... What? A racist. What kind of argument... Like... I don't even we don't have I don't even have to say anything about it. I just want to point people to Senator Bill Cassidy from Louisiana, one of the top 101 most powerful people mm -hmm. in the country, mm -hmm. saying that if you simply control for the fact that we have more black people, black women, well, I mean then then you know the white women are dying at the same rate as everywhere else. Well, that's really all that matters. I mean, <sighs> Well, I, I hadn't heard about Republicans in the South, especially <laughs> senators, being racist. This is kind of new to me. Did you just find this out? Is this, is this a new... Yeah, this is, this is brand new. They've huh. clearly switched sides because for years it was the Democrats who were racist, right? So we're in the midst of a switch, right? apparently. Right. Oh, dude, for fuck's sake, man. I don't, um, I, I don't, understand, I don't understand what he's trying to say. You know, and you can go watch this. It's on Harvard. Does he have a rebuttal? Like, did he walk it back then? No, no. I, I watched the rest of this clip. It's a whole. It's a half an hour interview mm -hmm. that someone from Harvard did with him, um, Senator Bill Cassidy. You can find it. And I guess he didn't go to Harvard, did he? 
I don't know. He is a he is a doctor, believe it or not. Oh. <laughs> He's well, a doctor. Well, I mean, so, so he, is Dr. Oz. He could have, oh man, what a mess. <laughs> have, where are we at with that, by the way? Should I don't know. I just saw his gun commercial the other day. It was Pennsylvania really, election. It was really results. stupid. If you haven't been following this, holy shit, out of more than a million votes cast, it was down to less than a thousand votes between him and his opponent in the primary. And frankly, I'm actually hoping I'm actually hoping that Oz wins because I think it will I think it will ignite a, the liberal base there to vote. Does that make sense? Because he's 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 got Trump's endorsement. So if he Trump wins people have been losing lately. So if he wins the primary, I think there's a better chance that a Democrat wins the seat than if uh, McCormick wins. Here, you need to watch. Have you you watched Colbert at all recently? A little bit. You need to watch this clip here. It's pretty great. Probably Oz. Probably not the whole thing. Then a a photo, while you're waiting for that, there was a photo released of uh, Oz um, voting in Turkey's election. Oh, right. In 2018, because he's a Turkish citizen. Not that there's really anything wrong with it, but it's funny. Why is this so Folks, uh, I don't know about you, but I am past ready for our elected officials to take any action at all on guns. Okay? And there are things, there, there are some bedrock things that they could do. There are only two stumbling blocks. Elected officials. Because despite the horrific shootings in Uvalde, Texas, the Senate just skipped town for a two-week break without any action on guns. Chuck Schumer had planned on pushing through a vote to get everyone on the record, but yesterday he bailed, explaining there was no point in doing so, given that Republican opposition was already crystal clear. Well, he's just following the old adage, if at first you don't succeed, bye! (laughs) The new idea... The new idea being floated out there is that Schumer and Mitch McConnell are going to appoint people to work on a bipartisan approach. Here, let's... Uh, no one is all that optimistic. Least of all... Let's move this up to uh, about 4 minutes, 46 seconds. Okay. Burrow underground, and then... We just close up the hole behind us, and then nobody can get in there, and there's no way anyone will get oh, shot. He's talking unless, about wait a second, the doors. Unless the people we're in there with ah. brought guns. So maybe we should probably each go into our own individual underground safety hole. And I know what some of you are thinking. You're saying, Steve, once we close up the hole behind us, how will our friends above ground find us? Well, that's easy. We'll put up some sort of marker, something permanent like stone, and then we'll chisel our name on the stone, and maybe the date we were born, and then the date we went down into the hole, and then, then, we can finally rest in peace. Is that what you wanted? No, it's coming up. Sorry. Makes sense, right? It makes... It'll work. Just give it a try. Just give it a shot is what I'm saying. Now, when gun tragedies happen, the GOP likes to blame violence in the media, and they're right about one thing. 
There was a lot of senseless gunplay on TV, specifically in the more than 100 GOP midterm ads this year alone, which feature guns. Yes. They're brandishing deadly weapons on TV, and no one stops them. Meanwhile, and this is true, on Tuesday's show, they made me blur a picture of a plant because it kind of looked like a wiener. <laughs> and it wasn't even loaded. <laughs> Now, some of these campaign ads are your run-of-the-mill, you know, bang-bang in a field, like this one from Senate hopeful Dr. Oz. My father taught me how to handle my first gun. I taught my son Oliver how to do the same. I've been shooting and hunting my whole life. So when people say I won't support guns, they're dead wrong. Boom! <laughs> these commercials shit, are so dude. forced. Holy shit. That's exactly... Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> they're dead. What did he mean by dead wrong? I feel like that was definitely uh a... They're they're all so forced, all of them. There's 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 multiple there's one from uh like oh, keep going. I think there's one more here. Yeah, oh maybe not. To, uh... Oh yeah, go to about six fifty five. to arm themselves without government Oh wait, no, go back that a little. Way, you don't know who's Alabamians to own is sacred. There so you I go. Okay. One from Alabama Governor Kay Ivey. The Second Amendment is sacred. No, it's not. So I pass concealed carry for Alabamians to arm themselves without government interference. That way, you don't know who's got what in their purse. Lipstick, an iPhone, or maybe a little Smith and Wesson 38. What the fuck, man? That's a crazy ad. I just hope she doesn't get the contents of her purse mixed up. <laughs> Hello, Kay Ivey speaking. Hello, I can't Oh, hear my you. gosh. What a sorry state of affairs. Yeah, so that's the South. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on to that topic, by the way. What were we talking about? Oh, Dr. Oz? Dr. Oz, yeah. Wait, what were we talking about? This is a doctor. Oh, this guy's a doctor. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, we got yes. there. However... Uh, we can talk about this because, obviously, the shooting. And I want to talk about what some of these guys have said. Um, there is a one GOP congressman, Representative Chris Jacobs of New York, who's come out in favor of an assault weapons ban. Right. After two high-profile mass shootings in his hometown of Buffalo and in Uvalde. Um, he said at a press conference Friday that if a bill to ban AR-15-style weapons came to the House floor, he would vote in favor. So immediately, you kind of love this guy, right? Well, um, he added that he would also back raising the required age for certain gun sales to 21, imposing a federal limit on guns magazine capacity, and banning the sale of body armor to the public. Now, the body armor is interesting because that is not a Second Amendment thing. That's true. There's no argument there. So if your argument, if you are one of the good guys with guns argument people, then you should be very pro body armor should be illegal. Right. No one should be able to buy body armor unless you're, uh, you need it. Right? Mm -hmm. You're a police officer or something. Um, he said in an interview with the Buffalo News on Friday that he reconsidered his position on guns following the two mass shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde. So we're seeing in real time someone's tree of empathy growing that we've talked about. Right. It kind of pisses me off that he changed his mind after two more shootings is what it took. I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think any of these people are going to start moving until their kids start dying. I agree, and that's unfortunate. I don't know why it takes a shooting in your hometown of Buffalo 
to change your position. Right. You, you, you are unable or unwilling to have empathy until it affects you. Like, fuck off, man. But please vote for this bill if it ever comes up. Um, he said there's not currently a bill to ban assault weapons in the House, and he does not expect Democrats to have the political will to introduce one, but he would support it if, if it were introduced. I don't know why he can't write one. He is an elected official who is... He doesn't have the time. He, is, he, he can write legislation. That's actually his job. Um, he's not in favor of confiscating the ones people already own, but in favor of banning the sale. Uh, so that's first thing I wanted to talk about was this one GOP guy from New York. Maybe he'll get some more friends on on board here. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Until the NRA pays him, and he'll just, just flip sides. I came across an a crass. I came across a Politifact article um, for a claim that Joe Biden made, saying that mass shootings triple tripled when the assault weapon ban ended. So if you know that assault assault weapons were banned and magazines over ten were banned from 1994 to 2004. The ban wasn't renewed during the Bush administration when Republicans also had power in Congress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So PolitiFact was fact-checking this, um, and it's true. Right. The 1994 law barred the manufacturer transfer and possession of about 118 firearm models in all magazines holding more than 10 rounds. People who already own such weaponry could keep it. Um, When the ban took effect, there were roughly 1.5 million assault weapons in private hands. An estimated 25 million weapons were equipped with large-capacity magazines. Um, talking about a few different studies here. The death toll from mass shootings went from an ad- average of 4.8 per year during the ban to an average of 23.8 per year in the decade after. So from 2004 wow. to 2014. That doesn't include the last eight years. Oh. Uh, this, uh, this guy is DiMaggio... Um, What's his first name? It's not Joe. <laughs> anyway, he's the guy who did the study. He, f- he found that uh, mass shooting deaths were 70% less likely during the ban. Um, also found this finding, considering that mass shootings with high-capacity semi-automatics are considerably more lethal and injurious than other mass shootings, it's reasonable to argue that the federal ban could have prevented some of the recent increase in persons killed and injured in mass shootings had it remained in place. At Johns Hopkins... When it comes to magazine size, their work linked uh, laws with magazine size to nearly 50% reduction in the rate of fatal mass shootings. Um, One last quote here. This one will frustrate you. On the key policy of whether the ban drove the decline, DiMaggio urged caution. It's pretty much impossible to prove cause and effect. Uh, Gun violence researcher Andrew Morrill at Rand Corporation Uh, said he and his colleagues don't see strong evidence that the ban drove down deaths. On the other hand, he said, we also don't believe there is strong evidence that they were not the cause of any such reductions. Mm. (laughs) Uh, He comes back from that quote and saying that uh, any absence of strong data either way, logic... um, I'm sorry, the absence of strong scientific evidence is not a good rationale for taking no action. So he comes back from that crazy quote and says, you know, just because we don't have really strong scientific evidence, mm-hmm. which, you know, Republicans are, are, they do, they don't have any strong scientific evidence with uh, abortion, and they're good to ban that. I do, uh, I don't know if you saw the TikTok um where the guy is is talking about Republicans in January and, you know, at the beginning of the year when they're like, we don't trust teachers 
with books. We need to get rid of the books. We right. don't trust them at all. Yeah. Uh, and now they're like, you know what? We need to give teachers guns. We trust them with everything. We would give them the guns <laughs> right. and everything will be fine. Yeah. Uh, I will say that uh, after this latest shooting, which, wow, it was pretty um, horrific, as was Sandy Hill. Well, as was all of them. And well, the stuff coming about out about the police is pretty damning. Yeah. Um, I put a couple TikToks up about that. Yeah. I got yeah. some love. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just keeps getting worse. Uh I, uh, that first TikTok I posted, the initial news was that it took them 45 minutes to enter the building. And ever since I t- posted that, every single news article that's come out has gotten progressively worse about what the situation actually was. It wasn't just 45 minutes. It was 90 minutes. And it wasn't that they weren't in the building. They were in the building while f- shots were still being fired. Um, this w- has to be one of the most agree like, the... The, they were in a firefight with him before he even went right. into the building. Yeah, like I don't. How does this? Yeah, how I does mean, this happen? Like how does? How do you have any faith in in your police after that? No one. Sh- you should. I mean, you know. And yeah, they, he had he had armor. He had ceramic armor on, from, right? Or did? Is no, that still, no, that's all. Had, that's all up in the air. He still, had a isn't vest. It? He had a vest on, but it was not reinforced. Oh. So assault rifle should have gone through it. No, yeah, it, and I, when I mean not reinforced, I mean it was literally just a vest to carry ammo. Oh, it had no plates. So anything should have gone no plates it. on it. So the right. cops just really bad shots, or so right now as it stands, what we know at least from their reporting, I don't think we'll know the truth unless there's video cameras. Right, is that um, shortly after he went into the building, seven police officers were in there. Yeah, while shots were being fired, they got shot at. A few, a couple of them were hit with grazing shots. Um, but they didn't do anything. So y- you could make the argument that they were standing outside the door while he was killing children. Right. Um, there was a police, the district police chief was the one who claims to have made the call to not go in because he felt like it turned into a barricade situation, even though that's the antithesis of all the training they had. Even just two months ago, Uvalde Police Department had a training on mass shootings and school shootings where it clearly says your primary directive, your very first thing, is to stop the shooter. You're not even supposed to help the injured. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to engage and stop the shooter. That's the first thing you do. That's it. This is it interesting that how many, I wonder how many of these police officers didn't know until that moment that they shouldn't be police officers? Yeah, probably a lot. And that's always been my argument. I know I shouldn't be a cop because I'd probably beat the shit out of someone, right? I know I shouldn't be a cop because I wouldn't want to run into a building. That's the point. The point is that no one wants to do that. So stop expecting that they're going to and let's solve the fucking problem, right? We don't need a militia to protect our schools. Get rid of the guns. Make it harder to get them. Both of these shootings were 18-year-old kids. I do I I do think they I mean we are seeing this in 18 year olds we're seeing it in younger kids I do think the raising the the limit should be that should be a no you know quick it's a, it's, a, it's a really a quick, quick change. first step I don't see why that should really be held up anywhere you, I mean you got to be 21 to drink right you know it's not like this is uh, there's there's precedence for right for something dangerous it's a quick when you're first, older there are many going to be 25 to rent a car <laughs> yeah in I would be fine with a full-on ban, right? Uh, but if well, the, how does that play out, though? It's just like Australia did. 
You do a gun buyback you can't, program. You can't just you can't just say like Australia did. They have a quarter of our population. So. And probably not as many whack jobs in the <laughs> south. They have a quarter of our population, but we have probably actually they triple have the like amount of police w- per capita. Way less of our population. It may even be. Hold on, I gotta look. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. But, I mean, well, there's more guns than people in our but, country, and I don't believe that was ever the case when, uh, in Australia. But why does why would that matter? If you ban them, you ban them. Why does it matter how many everyone has? Well, don't you think that would ca- that that would cause some sort of civil unrest sure. and like yeah riots and guns and Probably. World War Three? No, not World War Three. No other country's going to give a shit what we're doing here. Fine, Civil it. War Two. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but so what's the what's the alternative? Oh wow, Australia only has seven million people. Their population yeah. is smaller than New York City. But uh, but what you're doing here is slipping down the rabbit hole of American exceptionalism. That we're different because we're American. No, I'm not saying that right. we're different. I'm just saying that Australian people are more reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> but are they? Why? No, why would they I be? Just, uh, that's my point. So this this is this also goes back the other way. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that Australia made it work because simply they're better than us, right? So that's the opposite argument of American <laughs> exceptionalism. And I would say, no, we're still just people who live in Western society in a capitalist place right what is the difference but so are you saying ban just assault rifles or all weapons assault rifles okay i know that fucking right wingers will be crazy about how there's i don't i hate the semantics argument about there's no such thing as an assault rifle you know what the fuck we're talking about right right i don't know man i just don't think that that would would really solve it i'm not well i i do think i republicans tend to come back and say that it's mental health and i tend to completely agree with yeah, that. Yeah, but they won't do anything about I, it. But they don't do anything <laughs> yeah. about it, which I don't agree with. It's easy to call these guys monsters. Yeah. But there's someone's child. This guy shot his grandma out of the blue. She had no idea that he had a beef with her. He was living with her. Right. Right? These are people's kids. These are people's brothers. She, this guy was talking to a girl in, in Germany on, uh, I think it was Germany, on like WhatsApp. These are normal, otherwise normal people that we have red flags for and don't do a fucking thing about. But did we have red flags? Yes. Like, what did we know? He posted He posted guns. He posted... He and we knew this beforehand? No, we, d- we didn't know this till after. So, so uh, we, we ignored the red flags, is what I'm saying. People ignored the red flags. Well... We have a giant NSA database in, in it, southern in Utah. Right. An hour from here. But... That monitors everything. You think they're monitoring WhatsApp? I think they're monitoring everything. Oh my god, they listen to us right now. Yeah, I think they monitor everything, and they could they could easily monitor this. I would need to know if that's like true or not, or what if if what do you think they're doing? I don't know. Huge building down. But I just think that monitoring 350 million people and missing something every now and then would be pretty acceptable. Sure, but how? But. Wait a second. You're saying this is acceptable? This this no, failure rate? No, but what I'm saying is that this this week we caught like three or four people attempting to do the same thing. Like it was in the news. There was some 16-year-old that made a joke because he was right. so stupid. Would we have caught him? I'm just saying. Would we have caught him if these two shootings hadn't he just fall happened? Through the fall through the cracks? I don't, I don't know who to really blame. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is there's this fine line between you know, going over your right to privacy, and so do 
I don't know. Like, do we just well, get no, that no, up completely? No, it, or? And sure, the red flag to his this girl that he was talking. Sure, that's private. Right. I still think it's being monitored, but whatever. I see your point. I'm talking like he had stuff on Instagram. Oh well, I mean, okay, right. that's what that's what I'm getting at. Is it's like, are were, were there red flags that anyone could have seen, or is this stuff that he's doing on the dark web? No, no, and no. no these talking were, to people. From my Germany. understanding, there's a re- there were red flags that people could have seen, but there's this there's this belief that these people are monsters through and through before the shooting as children, whatever. No, these are otherwise normal people. This is the classic. You interview the neighbor. Right, the classic. Oh, he's just a quiet guy, you know. It, that, it's always what it is. We need to accept the fact that the monsters live among us, and it's okay to identify them if they're if if you know them. Yeah, that's that's not even legislation, though, right? I'm not right. even talking about that. I'm saying we could have red flag laws. We could have waiting periods, mandatory waiting periods that are longer than hours. Well, yeah. If you want to buy. An Armalite rifle, okay, an assault-style rifle, mm-hmm. and they're colloquial known, colloquially known. That should be like a week, maybe two. I don't know, man. I still think you can do the same damage with a 9mm pistol. No, I fully Not disagree. Not the same damage, but you could you, kill. As, if you walked into a classroom. You could. Virginia Tech is an example. He killed 31 people with a pistol. Right. right. But the, I just read you those statistics, Right. The stats, I just read them to you, right. were very clear. You were 70% less likely to die in a, a mass shooting. Right? If it's not an assault rifle? Yeah, during the ban. During, not only banned for assault weapons, but magazine size. Right. Right? Uh, I can't Virginia Tech was after that ban, so I can't remember what size magazine he had in his pistol, but it was clearly enough to kill 31 people. Maybe he reloaded once, but there's, the evidence is there that if someone has to reload... You're less likely. Right. And, and you're talking about the type of ammunition in a rifle is way more powerful than the type of ammunition in a, in a pistol, unless you're carrying like a, a 45, right? Mm-hmm. Have you, I mean, mm-hmm. have you seen the damage that a, mm-hmm. an mm-hmm. AR-15 does? Yeah, I know. It's f- fucking sick. Well, yeah. Right? So waiting periods, red flag laws, ban the sale of these guns and these magazines. The argument that you need them for a tyrannical government is absolute bullshit. Anybody can argue with me about this all you'd want. You're not going to shoot down an A-10 with your AR-15. You're not going to hurt an armored personnel carrier with an AR-15. You're not going to hurt a tank with an AR-15. You're not going to hit an F-35. You might ask the Russians about that. (laughs) (laughs) The Ukrainians have far superior weapons to an (laughs) AR-15, right? If if people wanted to take this, I said this on TikTok, people wanted to... Fight the government. These are the same fuckers who went to D.C. on January 6th, and none of them tried to use those weapons. Why not? Because they'd go to jail. Because deep down, they know it wouldn't fucking work. Right. Deep down, you know it wouldn't work. You'd, get, you'd show up with guns, and you'd be shot. Right. Right? We would have had military there in seven minutes if people had those kind of weapons on a lot of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Right. We, we would have bombed the grounds with Congress inside if we really thought there are 10,000 AR-15s coming out here right now. Is that an option? <laughs> sure it is. Hmm. Sure it is. Right? <laughs> you, you don't stand a chance against the United States military if it's going to be used against you. No one does. Right. 
You don't no, even stand. No, a, you I, don't even I, stand I, a chance against United States police forces. That's true. They have body armor, helmets, personnel carriers, fucking tanks. No, this guy did. <laughs> yes, no, because as soon as the Border Patrol SWAT team showed up, it's just like Parkland. This is just like Parkland when the Parkland Police Department didn't do shit and Cape Coral came in and immediately went into the building. I don't right? understand how this how it happens. How the US Marshals showed up to this shooting uh-huh. to help this SWAT team. When they got the call that there was a shooting going on, they were seventy miles away. And when they showed up, they still hadn't killed the guy. There were seven cops in the building. I don't understand that. One gun versus seven. And now you and, have... And the cops have AR-15s, too. Right. Or shotguns. Riley told me the button to press to pull it out of the car if I <laughs> needed to use it. <laughs> or, you, Listen, you're going you're gonna to do a lot of damage with a 12-gauge. Yeah. Right? At someone from 10 yards. They also have, like, smoke grenades and flashbangs yeah. just on them. I think no, and, and now we're finding out that cops went in to rescue their own children... Really? While, while they were detaining parents on the outside. I didn't know that. Yeah. There's reports. Huh. Yeah. Man. He hid in a closet. So to get back to the story, seven cops in there. They get shot at. A few of them are hit. Not killed. Grazed. Through the door. Um, the SWAT team gets there. It takes them a fucking half an hour to find the right key to open the door. He's hiding in a closet. They needed a key? They couldn't... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, as soon as he they open the door, he kicks open the closet and starts shooting, and they shoot and kill him. By the way, he got into the building because a teacher propped the door open before he crashed his truck, right? So the timeline is he killed his grandma, ran to his truck, crashed his truck, started shooting at people on the street who were stopped to help him, then he ran into the school. Before he crashed his truck, a teacher went outside for something, propped the door, saw the crash, Went inside to call 911, didn't unprop the door. So a failure on multiple levels here, right? I emailed Quinn's principal uh-huh. because at, at Birch Creek Elementary, tons of doors, they're all locked all day long, right. except for the office, right? So there's, a, there's a, a vestibule with a bank of like eight doors that are always locked. You have to go through the office to get in. Mm-hmm. Now, that wouldn't, that wouldn't stop someone bent on violence, right? It's just a school secretary in there. In the office. So it's a bottleneck. It's a choke point. But it wouldn't stop someone. So I emailed the principal and I said, hey, I will gladly set up a fundraiser, get quotes for you to install a maglock with a buzzer on the office door. Because if someone's bent on violence, they can walk right through the fucking office. I, and, you know, that is another thing Republicans bring up. And I don't think that's like a terrible idea to no, of course enforce not. Force the schools more than they are. I don't think making them look like a prison no. is necessary. No, you, just, you put a maglock on there. But I mean, I have to have an ID badge to get into my office right. at work. Right. I don't know why that's. You put a maglock on there with a simple button that the secretary pushes to let someone in. Right. Right. And he did. He did email me back within a day and said the district approved it. It should be installed by next next Serious? year. Yeah. I was like, hell yes, that's fucking cool. Right. Because I was like, I'll pay for this. Right. You know. Um, sure, someone who's really bent on violence will find a way in. You can shoot through the glass, whatever it might be, but we can make it a little bit harder. And that's the same argument with gun control. Just slow them down. Someone, sure, someone, that guy that made a fucking tank out of a tractor in that small town in, what was it, like Indiana? Sure. Great someone bent, Someone bent on violence is, will maybe find a way, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't make it harder. That's true. I mean... 
if they go to every door and they're locked, they may run somewhere else and right. try something else. The guy or, was just engaging uh, with the police. If that door was locked, I don't. This whole story just is so weird. He was, man. He was crouched down between a car, and the school resource officer drove by him. Would a uh, question was he was he fighting with Star Wars stormtroopers? <laughs> yeah, it feels like it. It <laughs> like, feels like it. I just don't understand. Like I've shot guns and I've hit targets. Yep. And I'm not a marksman. I've even shot an exploding target once. Yeah. Just first try. I just. Granted, I guess I've never experienced being shot back at, but I just feel like the numbers alone, 7v1. Right. I mean... I don't know. No, no. It, I, I don't know. I have a hard time with and this within, one. You, and know, within, you know, I normally like to, to... to You devil's advocate me a lot. Yeah. With, especially with the cops, but I just don't... I don't get it. No. And 7 to 1 was just within like three minutes, right? Within like 10 minutes, it was like 20, 30 to 1. Right. And they were parents were there <laughs> right the school sent out a facebook post while he was in the school saying we're on lockdown because there's something going on nearby and then 15 minutes later said turns out he's in the school the school's on lockdown your kids are safe mm. parents show up there are there's video and pictures of them yelling at the police yeah, to go in there's pictures of them detaining parents who said, I'm going to get my child. Can you imagine? I know you're not a father, but you know my daughter, mm-hmm. and you have a nephew. Can mm-hmm. you imagine a police officer telling you you can't go find this child? Well, I can't imagine a police officer waiting outside. No. Why, at this point, at this, uh, you know, a- after all of these other shootings, after Sandy Hook, after... Uh, Columbine yeah. after like why they why re- they were outside at all and because of Columbine and uh, Parkland they've received training that says do not wait the cop in Parkland waited he hid between two buildings right right don't wait engage the shooter immediately put your I life mean, in danger if you're not gonna go. You know, give your gun to somebody who will. A mom was give it. Uh, there give was your, a mom who told the news. I asked the police officer for his vest and his gun, and said I would go in, and he said no. Yeah. If he's if they're you know gonna be pussies about it. Yeah, <laughs> like, for I don't, real. I mean, I don't and, understand, man. And let's t- now for a second. Let's let's pivot to teachers uh-huh. with guns. Okay. If you read the account of one of the children in the classroom, uh huh. He, um. To the two classrooms were connected. You know how some elementary classrooms have that, that door in the back? Right. I'm assuming that's what it is. Like, it's just a partition. There's a door in the back. They were watching a movie. He heard, his exact words were, I heard the teacher say, he's got a gun, he's got a gun. She didn't even have time to lock the door. Right. So what would arming her have done? No, nothing. That's dumb. <laughs> okay. So we can just dispel that right now. I mean... They're not to mention what are you going to arm her with? They're playing these scenarios that that maybe work once, but what are you going to arm a teacher that's You're not at a school expecting No. It doesn't matter how often it happens. It's it's you never expected to happen to no. you. It's unfortunate that, it's that not that's like kind of how we are. You're not necessarily going to hear gunshots or gun 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 before he gets to you. Right. Right? And what are you going to use? A 9mm, a 22? What are you going to arm these teachers with? So like if he has body armor on, a couple shots with a nine millimeter, do it. Pow, pow. 
Sorry, right. <laughs> I just like the nine. <laughs> so do I. It's a powerful gun, you know. But if he's got enough armor on, and you don't get him in the face, he didn't have armor. The guy I know, in Buffalo but if he, did. But if he does, right? And the guy in Buffalo killed an armed security guard. Right. So stop with the good guys with guns argument. It's just not. It's not true. And more guns isn't going to equal more safe. Because here's what would happen, and this I've I've read news stories on this show <laughs> about a guy who was being robbed uh-huh. in a Walmart parking lot. Right. Or actually, I'm sorry, he was holding a guy that shoplifted at Walmart at gunpoint, and the cops showed up and shot him. You remember that? I do. Why wouldn't that happen here? You see a teacher with a gun in a shooting in a school where a shooting's taking place. You don't think the cops are going to be like, "Who the fuck is that?" Right. Do they have vests that say teacher, armed teacher on them? No, they're going to shoot them, him or her. A, I just got a report of the fucking shooting in the school, and there's a fucking person standing here with a gun. Of course I shot him. Well, they're the teacher. I didn't fucking know it was a teacher. <laughs> Came on the radio, school shooting. I ran in. I see someone with a gun. I Yeah, they're just circling the drain with all their... <laughs> I mean, the majority of their solutions were so stupid. Would you hold it against they a police so officer? They were so embarrassing. Would you hold it against a police officer who ran into a building no, of course not. and shot a teacher who was holding a weapon? No, Let's say I she's mean... standing out. She or he is standing outside her door holding a gun like up in the air, ready to engage a shooter in the hallway while her kids are inside the classroom. Or let's say even different. Let's say you're in the classroom behind the line that you can see on the door. Remember that whole right, thing where yeah. you tape it off so kids know where to hide? Fuck. Let's say that the teacher's standing or, or crouched down with a gun in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. And the cop comes in, kick down the door. There's a fucking person with a gun standing in front of all the kids. Would you blame the cop for shooting him? No. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. No. You know, they don't know how many shooters are in there. They don't know what's going on. If they're doing their job right in a shooter situation, they're engaging everywhere. Right. They're not yelling out. This was another fucking tragedy that happened in this case. The cops on the outside, one of them yelled, yell if you need help. And a little girl yelled, and the shooter killed her. It's another thing cops know not to do in an active shooter situation. You do not tell people to yell. And kids are trained in school do not yell, do not cry, do not scream. Right. Until someone comes and finds you. I mean, we're reading about 10-year-old girls who covered themselves in their friend's blood. Right. This, it's, were your school doors ever locked in Texas? Mm, I don't know. My, my elementary school, my junior high, my high school, doors were never locked. Right. I graduated in 2002. That's not that long ago. And they were never uh, locked. Brian. No, I mean, it relatively was, it, speaking. It was 20 years ago. <laughs> but, like, you know what I'm talking about, though? Right. Like, I was in, I was in elementary school before the ban took place. The first ban. Uh-huh. And my school doors weren't locked. It's sad that we have to think that way, that I even have to email Quinn's principal and say, hey, would you mind installing a mag lock on the office door because I'm afraid your secretary will just get shot? Was she going to engage a shooter as he walks through the door with a rifle? You know? No. None of this this case and Buffalo, unfortunately, proves so many of the arguments just completely false. None of none of their it's arguments work. It's 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 the arming the teachers is the dumbest thing because it's not like the teachers are just hand on their hip no. all day. They're walking no. around the classroom like who's that? <laughs> yeah. Who's that? Did you hear that? 
Well, it, what was that? Imagine if you did Someone arm them. Someone dropped a fork, Mrs. Johnson. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you did arm them, shit like that probably would start happening. Mm-hmm. They're teachers. Last thing you need is to make them so on edge that, yes, yeah, someone drops a fork in the cafeteria, right? Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in this case, locked doors, that door that was propped, had it been locked, sure, could have stopped the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. But that's that's not the point. Even someone commented on my TikTok video, didn't you know that it's already illegal to kill kids? I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Well, this, this whole thing's over. This whole argument is done then. This shit's solved. No, Yes, it's illegal to kill people. We don't have to make it any easier. Right. We can make it harder then. You know, where is your RPG? Why doesn't why don't millionaires own Blackhawks? Or the Obama or the Obama, the bin Laden helicopter. <gasps> don't you know not to bring that up? <laughs> it makes me so angry. Why don't they just tell us about it? Fighting a tyrannical why, We know it exists. Right. <laughs> fighting a tyrannical government is maybe the silliest argument. It's not the dumbest. It's the silliest, though. Yeah. In that you think you could actually go up against the United States military. If, if, if that decision is made, we're, we're going to be depending on soldiers and their leaders. We're not going to be depending on our weapons to defend us from the military. And, and I think uh, there's more of an argument to be had that you could be used to defend yourself against an aggressor. If they made, sure. in fact, I found if they made their way into the country, but gosh, that'd really be hard <laughs> to do in this country already. So, yeah, you guys all gonna go to California when the when the Chinese invade, right? Right, or when the Japanese? I mean, we're just like a really, we're a really hard country to invade. Yeah. Um, I guess you could take Hawaii pretty easy. <laughs> uh, they tried. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you I mean, could, you can invade through. Seen, uh, uh, through uh, Alaska and there's that documentary. What's it called? Like the Battle of Long Beach or Los Angeles, where they there's evidence that maybe the Japanese got really close to the coast, right? With with their zeros, right? Uh, in the middle of the night. My grandma lived in uh, Orange County at the time, mm-hmm. and she remembers like um, I think she even kept some some um, flack oh, fell really? from the sky near her like apartment. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. So they were they were shooting flack. Into the sky, they had like searchlights. Weird. Oh, going over the ocean. Where were the guns even at? Probably right on the coast. I, I mean, they reinforced that coast during the during the war. Right. But it's scary I don't know. Shit, man. Like, um, I don't know, man. All right, um, man, we've been uh, we've been recording for a minute. We should take a break. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I couldn't find our regular break music, so this is what we get today. This is a good one. Yeah. We should use this more often. We played our show. Yeah, and if you didn't come, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) You missed a great show. No, I'm just kidding. You'll come to the next one, though, right? Uh, Everybody who's listening, you'll come to the next one. I learned a uh, a valuable lesson uh, that Randy told me that his mom told him. (laughs) She said... uh, Stop talking about your mistakes. <laughs> and I was like, I know. I'm sorry. That's just what I do. I'm. Oh, at the show? I just made so many mistakes that night. I was so embarrassed. I don't think anybody noticed. I know, but I did, and they were bad. <laughs> I started rapping right <laughs> here, this part. I, 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 I went up to the mic like I was about... I, we've been doing this for two years, and I have never done that. Yeah, but What the hell was going on? It might have sounded cool. Yeah. I was pissed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't even hear it. Anyway. All right. Uh, we'll be back with uh, random headlines and uh, 
the history of Tucker Carlson's life. Ooh, yeah. Right, we're riveting. green tie on you little rascal and i'm wearing a green scarf okay well someone's getting a pinch today hey cloud you got your green on <laughs> hey jimmy nice green pants <laughs> Patrick's Day, fellas. hey butters you guys all look very festive yeah it's super fun st patrick's day rules oh i hope they put green food coloring in our milk at lunchtime again like last year uh-oh Hey, Kellyanne, what's going on? What do you mean? Looks like someone forgot what day it was. Ha <laughs> ha, bitch! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do anything wrong, honest. Do you know what sexual assault is? I'm so sorry, please. It's just, well, she had a comment on the counter the way she was dressed. Oh. Wow, kid, wow. All right, take this shithead to the station and book him for sexual assault of a minor. Oh, jeez, I didn't know Kellyanne was a miner. Well, she didn't have a mining helmet or a pickaxe or anything. This is the Outtake Podcast. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you these random headlines. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed whatever clip Spencer put in there. Oh. <laughs> have to find something now. Okay, random headlines. Just literally pulled these up right now, so I can't kind. guarantee they're going to be good. But best kind of random. Thirteen hundred sixty-nine people set a record in England for donning vampire costumes. A group of thirteen hundred sixty-nine people in costume gathered at the 13th Century Abbey in England to celebrate the 125th anniversary of Bram Stoker's Dracula Ah. and break a record. Have you ever read it? No. (laughs) I've heard it's really scary. I've read like four books in my life. (laughs) Like legitimately scary. Two of them are are the Rocks books. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, English Heritage, which manages more than 400 cultural sites in the country, said it's Thursday report record attempt at Whitby Abbey was officially declared a new Guinness World Record for the largest people. Still, once again, they won't give it to uh, the LEDs on outhouses. I don't understand. I've seen some ridiculous ones lately. I want to know how many people Guinness turned away at this event. Like they they were like they weren't. Nope, that costume that doesn't count. You're wearing your teeth. You're wearing a towel. You've got a cape but no teeth. You're wearing a towel for a cape. And, and what, it's, if, and you, it's what if you come as like a just a regular person with vampire teeth, like uh, like that stupid movie yeah. that that one girl was in, and the one guy. Yeah, and that. You remember the the the, 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 yeah. the guy who's a terrible actor and kind of just went away because he was so, so bad. Twilight. That's the movies that I'm thinking of. You what got was that guy's name. You got uh, you got not the, the not the. Uh, you got two actors that the are, werewolf. Yeah, the guy who played the werewolf. God, he was such a bad actor. It was hilarious. His acting was so bad that it was comical. Who played the werewolf in Twilight? I don't know. The others have gone on to play Batman. Taylor Lautner. Yeah. 
Is he dead? Teen Idol. <laughs> Teen Idol. <laughs> Look, I, I, I Googled who played Werewolf in Twilight, and the result says Idol Taylor Lautner. Well. <laughs> uh, he is not dead. Oh. Well. He was born in 1992. Oh. And... Wikipedia has no death date. So, you know, of all the people that have died, probably this week. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, the last record was a thousand thirty-nine people in Virginia in two thousand eleven. Hmm. So you know, we just got to get together and get. Uh, let's, do, let's, let's be dicks and break it by one person, <laughs> just like the other one. The, yeah. uh, <laughs> the freaking. Uh, what was I just talking about? Everest. Oh, yeah. Three days before. Yeah. Dick move, man. Bram Stoker. He was Irish. Uh, Northwestern engineers. I don't know if these are engineers from the, the Northwestern North region <laughs> or the <laughs> Northwestern University, which I assume <laughs> is in the Northwest region. Uh, they announced the invention of the world's smallest remote-controlled walking robot, which measures only half millimeter, one half millimeter wide. What? Uh, yeah. The engineer said in research published in the Journal of Science and Robotics that their crab-like robot is smaller than the thickness of a penny. Wait a second. I'm looking at it here. They developed it to fight crabs. <laughs> Pubic crabs. <laughs> Pubic crabs. <laughs> it's smaller than the thickness of a penny. It's less than half a millimeter? How does it move? John A. Rogers, who's probably a distant relative of mine. Probably. An engineering professor at the Oops. Evanston 3... Oh, look at that. Oh, it's, it's Evanston, Illinois, but I saw it as three. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. Look at it next to a, a, a needle. Oh, weird. I don't like that. Can it go in and get rid of my diabetes? Mm. And oh, I have fatty liver disease too. <laughs> BT dub. You just uh, have to eat like a thousand of these. Oh, it's on a penny right there in this one. Holy cow, man, that's crazy. Oh wow. How does it? Damn. How does it move? I don't think it does. I think they're lying. Is there a video of it moving? I don't know. We're gonna see. Uh, uh, the robots can walk, twist, turn, and jump. They're made of a malleable shape memory. Alloy called unobtainium. Yeah, what is it from Star Trek here? <laughs> Which moves by changing shape when heat is applied. Oh. Roger said the necessary heat comes from lasers. How can you fit lasers on there? Or do they shoot it they with shoot, lasers? Shoot it shoot lasers well, at that it? That hardly makes it a robot then. I mean I'll move if you shoot lasers at me. A laser is a convenient way to do it because we can focus the light to a very tiny spot. And we can scan the spot around to illuminate different parts of the robot's body. Interesting. He said the robots could be used eventually for surgical purposes or making repairs to small-scale machines. Listen, if you already have a laser that will control this thing, just use the laser in surgery. <laughs> yeah, what's the robot? It's not like it has appendages it can grab. What is uh, it going to do? I don't know. This doesn't make any sense. It's like a... It reminds me of those like really cheap like frogs that you push down on the butt and it jumps. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what this is. You, you shine a laser on the legs and it and it it'll move that. Uh, leg. I want to ask him. I want to challenge this guy. What is it going to do in surgery? He's just like, uh, uh. So justify the cost of this. Well, I mean surgery mm. and uh, fixing things. 
like other miniature robots. But how does it? So it can't grab, and it's not like can all it can do is walk. Yeah, it's not like it can suture, and ju- it can jump. Oh, I well, mean, that should cure cancer, right? Then. Yes, absolutely. What we're gonna do is By we're surgery. gonna take a tiny robot, <laughs> we're gonna ju- shoot it with a laser, and it's gonna jump. It jumps on your fatty liver, and that should <laughs> get rid of your leukemia. So give it some time. Yeah, give it some time. You might die before it's cured. By God, it'll be cured. (laughs) (laughs) Turning back to Australian teens. Teens in Australia. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) A South Australian (laughs) schoolboy is... Desperately want to make love to a (laughs) schoolboy. A South Australian schoolboy... Boys... Wait, this sentence is wrong. A South Australian schoolboy's tonight... Waiting to hear... Uh, I don't understand. Maybe it's the uh. I think the uh is throwing it off. Mm. Maybe. South... Oh, okay. South Australian schoolboys tonight waiting to hear if he's broken a new world record after finding an enormous porcini mushroom <laughs> in the Adele, Adelaide, Adelaide Hills. Adelaide. Oh, wow. Uh, an Australian 14-year-old is waiting to hear back from Guinness about whether the nearly six-pound mushroom we found is the largest in the world. Jasper Les said he found the 5.8-pound porcini mushroom while walking home from school. It was six pounds, but him and his friends got high. <laughs> uh, is it that kind of mushroom? <laughs> they Did tried. he find it in cow poop? They tried. Turned out they didn't get high, so then they called Guinness. I was just amazed. I'd never seen one that big before. Or even close to being that so big. So the first thing I did is I ripped it out of the ground so it wouldn't grow anymore. <laughs> I do. I have a question. You see a giant something. Do you automatically think, oh, that's a world record? Like, this if you're not a mushroomologist. Right. And you're just a kid, a 10-year-old kid, 14-year-old kid walking, and you're like, oh, my God. I bet I you. bet that's a world record. <laughs> that's the biggest mushroom I'm I've going ever to, seen. I'm going to go rip it out of the ground so it can't grow anymore. And then I'm going to call Guinness. This guy, this kid is going to grow up to hunt trophy there's animals. There's something <laughs> sketchy about this whole story. Yeah. This is a plant. It's not a real mushroom. But I tell you what, I bet it leaves a hell of a mushroom stamp. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> One hell of a mushroom stamp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. Anyway, those random headlines. <laughs> <laughs> those were good. I liked those. Um, so I was thinking the other day about O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> and In his football career? No. Oh. I was actually thinking about the worst thing he actually did. And, you know, what is it, when you think of O.J. Simpson, what is the, the worst thing that comes to mind that he, he has done? He killed two people. No, I'm talking about the worst thing he did. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was kind of dickish to write a book about it after oh, he was no, exonerated. This is much worse. Because I don't know if you knew this, but OJ had a team of lawyers. Yeah. One of those lawyers is named Robert Kardashian. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think it's safe to say that without Robert Kardashian being a lawyer in this case, the Kardashians don't become famous. That is quite the butterfly effect. O.J. Simpsons has He's plagued us with the Kardashians. Kardashians and the plague of reality television. And, of people uh, who vocal fry. actually don't know how to do anything except be stupid 
and and right. Mary Kanye West. That is very interesting. And frankly, so if you could go back in time and do anything, if I were uh, Ron, um, last name, Ron, Ron uh, Goldman, Goldman, I would go back to court because <laughs> he can't he can't get him on anything else. But he might. That's true. He might be able to get him on this. That I yeah. If I wouldn't go back in time and kill Hitler, but I would prevent Robert Kardashian. From, from joining the, the trial. <laughs> well, I would say killing Hitler could have a massive effect on what we have now, technology-wise. Killing, or or at least making it where Robert Kardashian isn't there, could actually make us more intelligent. Hmm. It could, it could, it could. A whole generation of people would have something other to watch, uh, else to watch besides keeping up with the Kardashians. Sure. And it may increase some intelligence levels. And who knows? We could have cured cancer. I think it's safe to say that cancer isn't cured because of O.J. Simpson. That's fair. I think it's fair. Yeah. A lot of people don't think about this. I concur. And uh, one other thing to talk about here. A reputable news (laughs) company right here has put out a timeline of Tucker Carlson's life. And I just found it so fascinating that I wanted to share it all with you. Uh, Fox News host Tucker Carlson, the nation's most watched capable pundit. Sorry. Oh, my God. We've been doing this. for. Let me start. Cable? Shut up. (laughs) Not capable. (laughs) See, these are the kind of mistakes I was making at the show. I thought it was because I was nervous. It must just be because I'm stupid. (laughs) Fox News host Tucker Carlson, the nation... The nation's most watched cable pundit has built a career as a lightning rod for controversy. Here is a look at the key events of his life and career. In 1976, Tucker's mother leaves his family to live a bohemian life of freedom and art, which surely has no connection to his hatred for women. (laughs) In 1978, first time referring to homeless as freeloaders, Tucker it's his first time referring to homeless as freeloaders. Okay. In 1983, Tucker attends Elite Rhode Island Boarding School, an Elite Rhode Island Boarding School, where he first experiments with talking over everyone else. <laughs> In 1991, he tries but fails to land a job at the CIA, a move that likely either saved or doomed <laughs> the United States. In 2001, he joins CNN's Crossfire, which features a liberal and a conservative quibbling over the small details of running a violent empire they both largely approve of. In 2006, he loses Dancing with the Stars after reporting partner Ellen Grincano, or Grinko to ICE. <laughs> In 2006, uh, retires signature bow tie after seeing black person <laughs> on the street wearing one. <laughs> In 2009, he joins Fox News to bring a conservative viewpoint to the network. (laughs) (laughs) And then we skip all the way up to 2021. Has Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse on program to chide him for letting one of his victims get away. (laughs) And then in 2031, we're expecting him to be considered Fox News' most moderate host. And that, of course, was brought to you by... Uh, the Onion. <laughs> Sorry if you thought it was true. <laughs> Hopefully you caught on. I'm sure that you uh, 
all know that The Onion is America's fine news source. Finest news source, after all. It says it right on their homepage. <laughs> the Onion, America's finest news source. Oh, man. Well. What a piece of shit. <laughs> he really is, Brian. He really is. He's pretty much the worst person in the world. Yeah. After Ted Cruz, Mike Lee. Oh, man. Ted Cruz. Did you see him getting uh, accosted? What people I don't tell him, him to go to Tan- Cancun? He was getting, he got berated by a guy in a restaurant, and the people had to hold the guy back. Oh, serious? Yeah, because it was just yesterday, like or two days ago, oh. after the shooting at in Houston at the NRA convention. Oh, he went, huh? Yeah, oh, of course he went. He didn't just send a message like Governor Abbott? Yeah, of course he went. Also, I have something to say about one quickly, one quick thing. There's been a list circulating of uh, representatives and senators who've got the most money from the NRA, uh-huh. and Mitt Romney's at the top. Oh, really? It should be noted, though, I don't often stand up for Republicans, but I, I'm okay with Mitt, mm-hmm. okay? Should well, be noted. He's not a psychopath. Right. It should be noted that he didn't take any money for the NRA when he ran for Congress. All $13 million that he got from the NRA was when he was running against Barack Obama. Oh. So, just so you know, he's not, he's not bought the way I that, don't think uh, he would do it now. I don't think he would take any money from the NRA at this point. I don't think so point. either. I think that he is so disenfranchised with what's happened with Republicans, he has a hard time calling himself a Republican, frankly. I agree. Which is why he calls himself a, what is he, a traditional Republican or a... There's a new word term for it, right? Um, Traditional conservative. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Because, man, these people. But it is nice to see a lot of them losing out. Yeah. Um, especially what was it, Georgia? Oh, dude, and Madison Cawthorn lost. We yeah. didn't even talk about Mad Dog losing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I called him Mad Dog, which is Madison, our guest, who's been on the show before. It's oh, his right, right, right. Now, Madison Cawthorn lost his primary, which is just probably one of the sweetest bits of news. Yeah, um, I've heard in a long time. So it's good. Good job to North Carolina voters. There, yeah. yeah this this next inch, uh, election may be more interesting than. Uh, or it may yeah. be less of a landslide Republican than than people were predicting. I hope so. At least, at least maybe not Trump Republicans, which in my book would be. Yeah, it'd be okay to go back. Just go back to when things were a little bit. It's a little bit tense. Yeah. Not like we'll go back to Bush. Please. <laughs> 9-11. Iraq. Please. Bring it on. <laughs> Those were the good times. I'm going to get canceled. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, thanks for being here, everybody. Uh, the show is brought to you by Scary Parrot Media. And the letter A. And for anus. It's produced by Spencer and me and recorded by Spencer and me uh, and directed by um, John, actually. John, right. Uh, find us at the Arctic Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok for episode 127. I'm Brian. I am Spencer. We'll see you next time.